Welcome everyone to the Modern Day Overthinker Podcast. My name is Colin and I am your host. This episode is with Ben Haggerty. Ben Haggerty is a video director. He's a cinematographer, a podcaster, based currently in Cedar Falls, Iowa, from Cedar Falls, Iowa. He lived in L.A. for about eight or nine years and is back in Iowa. And we talked about what brought him back to Iowa as well as his accomplishments and not just the accomplishments, but how he got there, his journey, his creative journey, and how he became someone who who gets to be in the room with some of the biggest artists, celebrities, and brands in the world. We talked about his unique path into getting where he is today. His work ethic, his drive, and his discipline is super inspiring, and he talks about the importance of networking and being a sponge at the beginning of his career and taking advantage of opportunities, and we talked about family, we talked about the Iowa roots, because we're both from Iowa, and he is just a great, humble dude. I really respect that about him. I've been following Ben's journey ever since I met him in Cedar Falls back when I was living there. He has always been a real one. That's just really the best way to put it. Ben has always been Ben. I appreciate him taking the time to be on my podcast and sharing his story with all of us and just just chopping it up we had a great time we laughed a lot and I was just super inspired after this I was like man I'm ready to just do so much work right now and keep grinding and keep creating that's his big thing keep creating if you get anything out of this episode I hope you're at least inspired to keep grinding and to keep creating. This is episode number 81 with Ben Haggerty. everyone to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. My name is Colin and I am your host. Today's guest is Ben Haggerty. Ben, I appreciate you being here with me and uh, preparing for a snowpocalypse or whatever we're preparing for here in Iowa right now. So Yeah, we got some snow coming, baby. Yeah, and everyone's just going nuts at stores mm-hmm. and gotta love it. So for people listening outside of the Midwest, uh, yeah, it gets pretty wild when the first, because this is like the first snowstorm of the year, so everybody's just like gearing yeah. up, like it's like it's gonna snow and it's gonna never stop snowing ever. It's always fun. It's hilarious. It probably won't even snow tonight. 
that 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 was always the best. Yeah, you uh, never know. But I wanted to I wanted to talk about a few different things with you, but I want to get started by giving you a chance to introduce yourself, letting people know what you do, and then we'll kind of get into how we know each other and you know the story of where you started and where you're at right now. Yeah. And I'm first off going to say thanks to Colin because I we started this podcast and then I started having to pee and I started overthinking about how I didn't feel like I was doing a good job. I was like, can we please restart? So shout out to you, man, for doing this again. I appreciate you. <laughs> no, you're good, man. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Ben Haggerty. I'm a video director um, from Cedar Falls, Iowa. I've been living in L.A. for like the last eight, almost nine years and just moved back to Iowa recently for some family stuff. Um, so now I'm... I just travel a lot for work, uh, but I'm a video director. I run a podcast called Black Widow Cream. I help, it helps a lot of young uh, content creatives. We dive into different topics. I interview different creatives. Um, so definitely in the podcast space. And um, and I have a production company too that we're in at the very early stages of releasing called Not About Us. Um, generally, I produce and direct content for musicians, brands, a lot of short form content for social Um and everything in between documentaries has kind of been my backbone and, and just being in somehow tied in with music has been uh, a part of my journey since I got started. So that's kind of, kind of me in a nutshell, but I've gotten a lot of cool opportunities to work with different artists. Uh, I've worked with my, my main client right now is Beyonce and uh, Jay-Z. We've worked a lot over the last five years together. Um, I've worked with a bunch of people. There's like, I could do a laundry list. Um, I'm sure we'll get to some of these people throughout the story but them and big brands too so i'm like very very fortunate to do what i do and um work with the people i work with uh from a kid from iowa being able to pull that off is always dope i got pinch myself every once in a while to remind myself that but yeah, yeah. that's awesome so we met yeah back in probably 2009 2010 when i was running the blog now that's college shout out to now that's college shout out to it yeah yeah, and uh, you were in a hip-hop group at the time, and uh, we've talked, and you've been, you did a lot of music stuff, were in bands, did a lot of touring, and that was your, probably, that was where you started creating, and then you started doing content for the bands that you were in, and that kind of gave you the, um, gave you your start into content creating and your love for content creating. And you kind of build off of that. And so back during that time, you worked your way through college and decided at what point after college where you're like, where you're like, I I need to get out of here. You I know you've talked about one you wanted to get out, but when did you decide, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna move out to LA. Yeah. I'm gonna try this. I think I, so I ended up moving, moved in 2014 or 2015. Someone fact checked me, but I think it was like around that time period and leading up to that, like you said, I've been in bands since I was in junior high, all the way through college and a ton of different bands I had started. And we would, at the time we'd go tour with like, we'd literally be in like high school or right into college and like bought a 15 passenger van and we'd like pack everyone in it and go travel around the United States and perform in all these basements and do all these things, trying just to like get our name out there and writing and recording music. And then as I got into college, I met my homie by and we started a hip hop group because I was also like obsessed with rap music and shit. Mm -hmm. So we started, um, we got a 
dope ass pack of beats from my boy Marcus Prisky. I'm giving a lot of shots right now. Um, oh, yeah. but he gave me a, a, a beat pack, me and Vi bonded over hip hop and shit. And we started this group called schooled. So this was like junior year of college, uh, well into out of being out of college. And we, we made this thing and did it for several years. And we'd open up for all these different artists that would come through town. Like we opened up for chance of rapper, J Cole, big crit. Uh, I, I mean, dude, every machine gun, Kelly, walk a flog, like anyone that was playing in any of the college arenas mm-hmm. or any of like our, uh, maybe like Minneapolis or whatever, like we would be trying to be the supporting act to them. And it was awesome because I was like, as a, at the time I'm so obsessed with the music we were making and making music. And at the same time, I was also really obsessed with filmmaking. Like I was going to Barnes and Noble and buying like script writing 101 and, and all these different books. And just like, I had no real clue about it, but I was like super, super curious about mm-hmm. uh, filmmaking. And so like, as an artist, I was, we always needed content, especially when we started making the hip hop group, that was like the most pro version of making music that I'd ever been in. Um, and so like we knew, you know, promoting shows, we needed content to promote shows. We knew that um, when we put out songs, we needed visuals to go along with it. So I was like l- ghost directing and making all the content, editing everything on top of making the music. And so I just became super obsessed back then. And I would like study other artists, what they were doing with their content. And like, I would also learn like what it's like to be an artist through behind the scenes content or, mm-hmm. or any of that shit, you know? So, um, I was super obsessed with it and then eventually decided to make the move to LA because I I just knew we needed to get out of Iowa. And it was really hard because, you know, the guys were, everyone had real life shit going on. People had to like provide for the families and things after we got out of college. And I just was like gra- super scrappy and didn't have a real job and lived as cheap as I could. And, you know, li- did things that were like low key humiliating. Like I was like, I moved home to be at my par- parents' house, like after I had graduated from college and like lived in their basement. And I remember it's not humiliating. Now I'm like, so thankful, you know what I mean? But yeah. like back then it was like, oh, fuck man, like That's people are judging me and shit. That's yeah. It wasn't the plan. plan. Yeah, Everyone's getting jobs and doing all these yeah. things and providing for themselves. And I'm like living it so cheaply and working to make like pay my visa bill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just, I don't know. So, uh, always was okay with that and like down to do that grind. And so I knew California had something like Los Angeles had it. And I had been there when we tour, you know, in like the, in like the most like shitty way possible, but like I've been to California and got a taste and I was like, dude, we got to get to the city and like, who knows what could happen if we get out there. Um, but eventually I just, yeah, like coming up to like 2013 ish, I think I started like thinking that that should be the possibility. And I started saving a bunch of money um doing like video work i would do whatever i could to like stack yeah. a bunch of cash and i uh, moved out and lived in my homie's house uh on his floor on an air mattress shout out to craig for uh, almost a year and a half and just tried to like kick open the door down there and see what i could do i was that was the goal go there and try to like figure out if i could make it in video space photography space or music you know what i mean but i knew i wanted it to be I wanted to be a part of music some way. So if I was doing video shit, I needed to be with music. And luckily like the first job that I ever got was working with Chris Brown on a documentary that my friend was making. He was directing this documentary about Chris Brown, his life story. Um, And that was like the first job I got to work on, which is like a, it's a lengthy story, but to summarize it, I was like, I was supposed to, no, I wasn't supposed to be a part of it. And then Mm -hmm. I like got in the room and then I just like, 
kept being like an assistant. I was like, dude, I'll do whatever it takes to be here every day. Like, I'll just I'll fill up your coffees and shit to my boy who is like in the editing process. And then we worked on that film for like two years and I ended up being a co-editor on that project. Um, but that, it was crazy because it worked. Like I was like, dude, I'm going to go to LA and I want to yeah. work in the music space. The first thing we did was do a story about a musician, one of the most controversial musicians of all time and try to tell his story in documentary format. Um, and I got a crash course on life, like on just how to be in the industry. And that by just being around, I started working on music videos, a bunch of Chris Brown's music videos, all these other different artists that the company was working with at the time. Um, started working with Mary J. Blige on a documentary with her. Like it, it literally went like this. Like it just went so fast. Yeah. Once you crazy. got in, once you got in, you're like, like this is the guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it, I think people think that that means that you just like got it or whatever. Like you were talking about that before. It's not like you just like got hooked up or whatever. No, you like, didn't just get hooked up right away. You were no. grinding for that good year and a half at least before you yeah. got that. And how did you get connected with? Because uh, I know I remember the biggest thing that I saw from social media, from following you was the schoolboy Q stuff. So how did mm. that, how did that end up? Like, was that through yeah. Chris Brown or? Uh, no, I actually got, that's through the dude Craig who let me crash at his house. It okay. was, um, he had, before I even moved to California, he had me come to South by Southwest festival and oh, yeah. uh, Texas. And so I went from Iowa down to Texas and I'm okay. just like with all these people, I don't really know. And I had only met Craig briefly. And, um, he's like, yo, bring your camera, come down here. I'll, I'll connect people with you through video and photo stuff, but also your music. And I was like, oh, sick. And I like went down there and I was definitely like way too shy to pub my music at all. So I just okay. was like the camera dude. I was just like shooting and everything. And there was like a showcase and there was an artist that was performing. And it was like a artist that one of the, the, the guy that ran Schoolboy Q's label and Kendrick Lamar's label at the time, he was like, looking at signing this artist. So like, yo, he's working with them. Like go shoot for who knows what's going to happen. I was like, all mm -hmm. right. So I like shot this dope recap video and, um, the, the manager ended up seeing it and like, dude, it was like a movie. Honestly, like I remember saying like everyone would like go party and shit and I would just like edit, like I filmed yeah. something and I'm just sitting there editing, editing, editing. Yeah. And I remember them literally walk. There's a video of it somewhere, but they like walk around me and like basically tell me this good news that, uh, Musa shout out to my boy Musa. He had watched the video and he's like, yo, that guy's hard. Like he makes this video so quick. And like, I don't know how he did this. He's like, I want to take him on the TDE world tour, which is their label. And that means that there's supposed to be a world tour with Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, Absol, like the top. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. And I, I was like, well, I you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought, as a hip hop head, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. I thought my, I hit the lottery and yeah, I like yeah. went back to Iowa and I was just like, I'm going on tour. And I just waited and like months and months and months and months were happening that no tour was happening. And like, and oh, I was like boy. putting things off and all these things and it just wasn't happening. No one was talking to me. So I didn't know. So I was like, yo, you know what? I need to get to California so I could be in his space. And so like I did, but when I moved out there, he had other things going on. And that's when I found my boy, Andrew, and he took me under his wing and I started working on Chris Brown stuff. So while I was working on Chris Brown stuff, the TDE label was like paying attention. Like the, the that, that manager was watching what I was doing and he kept tabs and then eventually out of nowhere, like Schoolboy Q's tour announced and they, he's like, yo, I like your shit. I told you I was going to get you on tour. You're going to go on this world tour with Schoolboy Q. I tested but, your ass. I don't know. I, I honestly just think like I was, I, the best thing I did was I stayed in touch and I was like, I was like, if I, if he could see me not be around because like, why, why where were you today? Oh, I was with Chris Brown doing blah, blah, blah. 
he's going to be like, oh, he, he's figuring it out on his own. He's staying at whatever. But honestly, they just had no tours to do. Like, oh, okay. I think if the tour was leaving right after South by Southwest, I would have been on it. It's okay. just that it never happened. Like, the world tour, that never happened. So, um, but yeah, Q's tour ended up happening. That was 2016. So, like, I had already started Chris Brown's stuff and was working heavily into into throughout 2015 and then went on tour in 2016 with Kim, him. And that was my first time leaving the country, um, which was Where'd you wild, go first? Bro. We were, we went to, we did the U.S. first, then we ended up doing U.S., Canada, and then we hit up Europe, did all of Europe and the U.K., and then we uh-huh. went to Australia. Hell yeah. And then, um, and New Zealand, and then came home. It was, dude, it was nuts. But it was like just me doing all the photo, all the video content. And it was like the perfect scenario because up till then, I'm working with like production companies on all these different projects I was working on. But this was like a chance for me to be the creative, the director, the editor. Like I, it was my ideas yeah. being put to the test and working with top tier talent um, in like hard environments, like on the road, doing all these things. And I was like making a web series and all this stuff. And um, it was dope because at the time, MTV even hit me up. Dude, I remember being in Germany and I got an email and then did a phone call with MTV who was like, bro, we're watching your web series that you're putting out with for Schoolboy Q. This is a genius concept. Like, we got to make this into a TV show. And then Complex hit me up and they're like, we got to make this into a TV. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was crazy. So it was like a really cool opportunity. I know, I, I'm, I don't know how many people know Schoolboy Q's music, but like, I loved him. Like, making, like, listen, I find all his burn CDs. My dad finds them and shit. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's cool getting that opportunity. Yeah, and then since then, it just kind of like, so talk about being on the road and, you know, being away from people and that part of that lifestyle has to be somewhat frustrating. Obviously, you're staying busy most of the time, so you're not really thinking about that, but like at a certain point, you're like, man. You probably like obviously missed your family, missed your friends. I don't know what your dating situation was at that time because I'm because you're currently you're married or you have a fiance? engaged, engaged, yeah, so. engaged. Yep. So I was with Lauren uh, before I even moved to LA. Okay. So we had to go through the whole long distance thing and all that stuff, and then she moved out to California eventually. She actually moved out like three weeks before I got offered the Q tour, and so she literally moved out, and then they hit hit me up for this tour, and I was like. And we both had a conversation, whatever. And then, so then she, st- she would just basically stay back in Iowa while I was gone. Cause she was like, I'm not going to stay here. I don't know anyone here. And this is scary as hell. She's like from a small town in Iowa. Yeah. And um, so she moved back. And then after I got done with Q's tour, we moved back to California. Um, so it was like literally not ideal at all. And it was like, that was pretty stressful and hard to deal with. But um, on the, being on the road, honestly, it's like, there was this time period, like when I moved to LA and the way I like just embedded myself into the scene and into anything that would like let me on site or on set to like to work i just it was chaos it was like 16 hour days back to back to back to back like tunnel vision like a motherfucker like i'm just yeah there's nothing else in life happening right now except for what i'm doing and um which is goes to my credit of like why all this worked because i just was like so dead set on like making something out of whatever i could get yeah and so uh, it when when I look back on it, it was definitely hard on like relationships. I didn't have money. I wasn't able to like 
home all the time or have her come out if she did come out i was living on an air mattress so that shit sucks so like my homie would like be kind enough to go sleep on the couch and let me use his room sometimes and like you know what i mean just like so we'd have a place to stay that was we're in a house with like 10 15 people or get a hotel and like dude it just wasn't like um it wasn't ideal so and then by the time we toured you know like i could finally afford my own spot and then she's back at home and so it was like that shit sucks and like tour but tour is the same way it's like you're constantly going it's non-stop um so and i don't think i was like i i, I wasn't old enough to realize that like that i i just didn't have time to think about anything else that's the truth yeah like, i literally didn't have time to think about it but the job itself was stressful and i think that that's what's crazy is like you know no one will ever really understand like the i don't even think i'll understand like how i pull these things off and so it's like by doing that first tour like i remember I'm like the pressure, bro, the pressure, because they basically just like took a chance with some dude that they don't know yeah, and got me out there. And so schoolboy Q doesn't know who I am besides like the cosign and none of the dudes on the tour knew who I was. So I just got like, thrown into it. And I think they had done two shows already in the U S before I hopped on. And so I just show up one day and I'm like filming people and shit. And they're like, what the hell, who are you? And like, so I had to like, ma- I had to like film, I had to like learn who everyone was, figure out what the shows are like to shoot the shows of what what's going on behind the scenes and then figure out how to make that into content because i was like what they kept pushing me for they're like yo we just need you to make something sick like and so like after like three shows i remember them being like where where is like something like when can we see something i'm like bro i just got i don't know who everyone i'm still trying to figure out yeah, yeah what i'm making like i'm just filming shit i don't know what i'm making yet and like my laptop was shitty i, I was definitely <laughs> needing a different type of lens so i had to like go and i was like fronting all this because I, I wasn't even getting paid that much so i was like go buy a new laptop because I needed to be able to do the videos. And then I got another lens because I like my cue would like it was, I needed a better lens for like when he came and talked to the camera like this and back up, I like needed to zoom and shit. So I had to like buy gear. Yeah. So I'm like doing all this stuff and just stressed out, like running a credit card. Just, I'm like, this is going to pay off. Like I know it's going to pay off. Yeah. And, uh, and so I remember like the pressure was like, I remember staying in a hotel one day and they're like, you're missing, you're missing stuff. Like stuff's happening right now. Like someone, the man, someone was texting me like, you should be out there. And I was like, dude, I need to edit. You guys keep asking me for the video. So I got to edit. You guys, one guy. Yeah. I can't shoot everything. Like what the hell? So, uh, they're like, all right, cool. And I, and like, they, I, I felt like they were like pissed that I wasn't 24 seven filming, but also they want videos being edited. So like, yeah. no, there wasn't anyone understanding how that worked, but like, I remember just I hammered so hard on on my computer and I made episode one from this like web series, you know? And Mm -hmm. I remember I like walked in my laptop and I showed Q and I was like waiting for him to have like a bunch of critiques or notes or whatever. And he was just like laughing at it. And he's like, all right, that's sick. Let's put it up. And then they put it up and all of a sudden it gets a couple hundred thousand views and everyone's commenting like, this is fucking amazing. Like going crazy. Like my show footage looked insane, but then at, at, at the same exact time, all the behind the scenes experience, felt like a new wave and i credit that because i studied with khalifa's day-to-days i studied fucking big sean doing his, yeah. his all of his recaps like all these artists i was watching in iowa like paying attention to macklemore all the recaps yeah. i just was like applying all the things i learned and then adding my twist of like all right these dudes are funny let's let's dive into the comedy let's make a let's yeah, make this into like a, he is and so are all his friends bro it's like yeah. the perfect cast of fucking people because they're just so good at giving and setting things up and pranking and doing all these things. So I could like really make a compelling thread yeah. throughout the series. So um, once I played episode one, they realized who, who they're fucking with. Like it went from like uh, P 
people didn't want to even like take the time to learn my name. You know what I mean? Like, what's up, cameraman? I I remember telling my boy Smack, I was like, bro, my name is Ben, not cameraman. All right. If you want something, I'm not going to answer you anymore. If you say cameraman, I'm not going to turn my head. He's like, come on, man, just film this thing, whatever, like that. And then after he saw the first episode, I made him look cool. He was like, all right, Ben, you got what it takes, blah, blah, blah. Still to this day, he'll always ride and die. Like, no one can do it better, blah. Like, he just says funny shit. But I had to like win everyone over to trust me because no one knew who I was. And then that product, that did so much for me, man. Like making that web series for him, like opened up so many doors, um, allowed people to see like my creativity, even though it's like, now that I watch it, it's like the video quality is not that great. Like maybe my editing could have been better, but like the stories yeah. were so yeah, you look at so now, you're good. Like, like this is actually yeah. trash. No. Yeah, yeah. My land, I could not focus. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But it didn't yeah. matter. It's the story no. that, that drove it. So that was a huge moment in my career, bro. And like Chris Brown was working on his project was massive for me too, but People don't realize in the that timeline. That was still behind the scenes. Well, yeah, like I moved there and we did all of Chris's thing. We even worked on all these music videos. So I was like a part of that whole thing. And then I go on tour and the film's still in incognito mode. Nothing, it hasn't come out, yada, yada. I get off tour and then we finally finish it and put it out. And actually Mary J. Blige, we did her film. That came, We shot that after Chris Brown shit, but we finished it before Chris Brown shit. So that ended up coming out. Then Chris Brown shit came out and I already done a whole world tour which is crazy. So like I was working on dope shit, but nothing was out. So no one yeah. really knew what it, what I was or who I was, what I was capable of doing until I did Q shit, which was really special. So yeah, it's just a cool, it's a cool time to reflect on. So did you have anyone that was kind of uh, mentoring you uh, that you can give credit to as far as like, obviously le- learning how to edit things like that? Or would you just say like, you know, you would do a lot of YouTubing and like, just learn like, on the go learning like self-taught type yeah. of stuff or did you have somebody that was like hey i don't know how to do this can you show me how or or is it kind of a mixture no like my guy andrew sandler that's that's my dog he, he yeah. brought me under his wing fully he directed chris brown's documentary um directed a bunch of his music videos therefore he would like be the one that was like yo come be here be here be here so andrew opened up all the doors for me and then just by being in the room with him i was I was able to have what I don't know how I developed the skill set to be able to like soak it up. Like I just was a sponge. So I was like, oh, so that's how you, that's how you would respond when someone asks you this question. Oh, that's what creating a budget is. Oh, this is you know, whatever. Like so, he would just educate me on everything. And at the same time, YouTube University oh, all yeah. day long. But at the time, it wasn't as good as it is now, and it wasn't as filled with a bunch of little like geniuses or whatever. Um, yeah. So. It, it it was uh it was there but it wasn't fully like the like i i wasn't definitely from the industry standpoint it was very hard to like learn shit now i feel like almost everyone's creating content around everything so you can find it but andrew andrew opened up hella doors and then just being around man like if i'm on set i'm like building friendships with like the director of photography i'm talking to the lighting people i'm talking to electric people i'm talking to the hair and makeup people like i'm talking to crafty i'm talking to everyone i'm like building relationships with people i'm just trying to learn like what they do and how they do it and then by being around i'm like oh cool and it helped me understand what i would need when i started directing someday like i was like all right cool like i'm understanding how these tools help you build your final product and so um just i mean a lot of people are like in school and film school and like they really want to be a part of this world and stuff and it's like Mm -hmm. my biggest piece of advice is like go go be a part of it any way you can like be the bottom of the totem pole ride that wave as long as you can pay attention to what's happening around you don't be a weirdo 
um, that's the best school <laughs> I ever got was just being around it, you know? Um, so Andrew, Andrew is, yeah, my, my guy. And then there's so many other people to credit around that time. Like even just, even Craig, shout out to Craig for giving me a place to be out there and then connecting me with people and just hearing the way that they would like strategize and how the industry would work and how backdoor deals were made. Like there's so many people that I could credit for it, but every project gave you new mentors. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the work ethic goes, cause that, feel like a lot of this I'm hearing is just work ethic and staying focused and grinding. And where do you think that comes from? Cause yet that's not necessarily, um, would you say that's, that comes from your, your upbringing or somebody you met or learned in school, or I noticed there's just a lot of like, you know, when it comes, not everybody in Iowa has a good work ethic, but I know it's an Iowa thing. Like to have like, you know, work hard, you know, if you work hard, you'll see the results eventually. I was always Yeah. taught that. Like, I don't know if that's because it just, I have good parents or if it's like, you know, where do you really credit that work ethic from? Where does that drive come from? Or where did, did you grow up with somebody that was like, that had that mentality? Yeah, it's that my parents were the same way, man. It was like they've showed up to work every single day. They put food on the table, like they did it Yeah. by any means. They helped and supported their family in whatever ways they needed to. They got us to all the sporting events. Like, you know, you're A product of your environment and so um i credit it's my it's also yeah it's the fucking it's that 319 whatever it is Yeah. 319 <laughs> you know what i mean like Yeah. it's i love like the town i grew up in and the way you know our youth my youth man like especially i i acknowledge it so much more now that i've been back home lately Mm -hmm. um like just driving around old places that I used to be at when I was in high school and shit. And like, just how I had such a cool wide variety friend group. Like I was friends with everybody in, in school and, and connected with I could, any type of person I could be cool with you. And like, um, just the experiences I got and was always like chasing extra activities outside of like the normal shit. Like I wasn't like, I was straight edge. I was like a straight edge punk kid. that didn't drink or do drugs. And like, I prided myself on that. And I had a whole community of people that did the same thing. And, but at the same time, I was really cool with all my friends that drank and did drugs. You know what I mean? So like I could go pull up on a party on a Friday night and then on Saturday we're at the casino with the boys drinking Coca-Cola's trying or whatever the fuck, Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it was, but um, I just, I think that by, by always being proactive and having like really good conversations and just like always trying to show up for each other and stuff like that's that Iowa mentality. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that's similar for other people in different states and cities and countries, but there's something different about it and, uh, Mm -hmm. about Iowa. And I think like, I've noticed that a lot in California because I would go around and I see people from different cities that were in the city or from California. And I'm like, interesting. I'm like, why are you sleeping on this opportunity right now? All you got to do is just stay up for five more hours and you could, you know, X, Y, Z, you could go get it. But like, you see people take things for granted. And I think that, um, yeah, just I don't know. I credit, I credit it to my family and friends and the space that I grew up in. And, um, but I don't really know where the Superman shit comes from. Cause sometimes I do some shit and I'm like, bro, I, this is like Superman like activity. Like Yeah. there is, I don't know anybody in my phone book that would do this, what I'm doing right now and see it all the way through, because this is like an absurd amount of work or it's going to take some insanity. Like I had a job during COVID that I hand, I directed from my office. I only had four editors and we had to basically turn around this thing for the NFL and um, EA for Madden. 
and it was like in a four and a half day window and I didn't sleep for four and a half days straight. Four and a half days sat at my desk and like coordinated and executed. Sometimes I'd lay on the floor, but I literally never went to bed. Like, because that was the only way I was getting done. It was just like an unfortunate COVID experience to like see the job through, but I had to do whatever it took to see it through. Cause it was like my, my name on the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, when I'm done with it, I'm like, who's doing shit like this? Like, why do, what is it? Where does this come from? Like, how do I have this capability to, to do this shit and still perform at a high level? And not, not, and not crash. Just like, and I don't do drugs. And that's I know up, you don't like, the most honest truth. I yeah. don't. And so it's like, and I, or Adderall, I don't, and not, yeah. nothing like it's just the only people I know that stay out for that long are on drugs, bro. <laughs> I know they are. It's, I know I hang out with them. So it's like, I yeah. know what that, what it takes, but there's just, I think my drug is creativity and my drug is like the task of like getting to the finish line. There's something that I, yeah. I love so much about that high and I'll chase it in any type of project. So I, um, I think that's honestly it. Like I, I, you could be feeling the crash for a second and you just have to like, there's something where you bounce back and you can figure out how to get through that moment. And then you get another win for another couple hours or whatever. But yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's just, it's work, Iowa, ethic just goes, work ethic just goes a long way, man. And being accountable and showing up when you say you're going to show up. So many mm-hmm. people don't have that. And that, and that I feel like, can come before skill. Like if you have the determination, the drive, the work ethic, and it's kind of the fake it till you make it. I don't really like that phrase that much, but I love that phrase. You I do? love it. Yeah. Yeah. It works though. I've had to do it recently. I actually, I've been doing some more creator stuff. So I've been doing some social media stuff on the side and trying to help people create content specifically for social media, for small businesses. And I had, somebody that was like i want you to come here once a month or twice a month and we're just going to knock out a bunch of content and i want you to direct it and i was like i've never been a director before yeah all i have to do is you just gotta own it yeah exactly really what it is like it's like um yeah there's i mean I, i i like the phrase because i like the phrase with the right intentions like there's people that yeah. fake it t- till they make it and they have literally no clue what they're doing you have yeah. to have some sort of like confidence that you're capable of enter- entering that arena that you're faking it to be yeah. into you know what i mean like like you have some confidence on like all right i don't know exactly how to do it but i have kind of the wherewithal and i've done some of the study and i've yeah. done you know this and that but like i've always dude I'm, i don't know how many times people would always say uh yo, can you do it? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yep. And then like, I turn around and like go straight to the bathroom to like go for a bathroom break. And I'm on Google and shit trying to like figure it out. Cause I'm like, what yeah. the fuck does that word mean? But like, I'm, I was so destined and believed in myself that I could take on anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to, I would do it only if I knew I wouldn't sacrifice someone's goals. You know what I mean? Like if I could do it confidently and I know I'm not going to set someone else up for failure, that's when I, when I would do it. But that doesn't mean that I know how to do it correctly, but I feel like I'm capable of doing it correctly and exactly. that challenge i'm worth taking the risk yeah yeah and that's kind of yeah. how i felt i was just like you know what if i can just get through this each time i'm just gonna get better and better at it you know mm-hmm. the more i do it repetition yeah. reps and just showing up and doing it and uh yeah when people ask me about comedy and stuff they're like how do you do that and like you you look so comfortable on stage i'm like i wasn't always comfortable on stage and there's still some times where i'm not yeah but 
but people don't notice it's a, unless they are me. They like mm -hmm. inside. I'm just like, oh shit, but they can't tell because I know how to like, you know, fake it <laughs> basically. Yeah, 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 Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been uh, an interesting journey. That's another, yeah, creative outlet, um, for me. And, uh, I was going to ask you, I mean to ask you one question because I, I'm also a huge hip hop head. So this is, Mm -hmm. and I think some of my listeners appreciate it as well. Cause schoolboy Q was a, fr a good friend of Mac Miller. Did you ever get to meet Mac Miller? Yeah, I did. Like actually shortly, or I, I worked on a job with him. I actually did a drone work for a music video of him and Miguel. Okay. And then, We, um, the and weekend so, or was it good by yeah, the weekend? or yeah, the weekend. Yeah. Good by the weekend. All right. Yeah. Yeah. My boy Daniel directed that. And so, uh, I got to do drone shit on that. And then, um, and so I was around him a bit for that, but, uh, then I met him, I met him after that. I remember if that was before or if that was after. Maybe that was when I had already met him. I don't remember, man. But oh no, it was after. So then I met him on uh, at Coachella with Q. I was with uh, Q performed, and so did Kendrick. They headlined. Kendrick headlined. Q opened up right before him at Coachella, and so I got to go there with them. And we were in Q's trailer, and Mac Miller and uh, Ariana Grande. They like showed up on our trailer, and so when he walked in, we we're like, "What's up, blah, blah, blah. And I and uh, his video guy is a good friend, and so like we all whatever we could shoot the shit. But I fuck huge fan of Mac Miller, bro. Like, oh yeah, it's they just saw Complex posted something today. I was like, who should we have on Tiny Desk next? And like, it's they're using Mac Miller because his, his Tiny Desk is like the most goaded of all time. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? dude. The only yeah. closest one that I have seen is that Scarface one that just came out. Man, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh man, that one's dope. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. the closest I've seen. Otherwise, that. That one with Mac, man, I start tearing up every time I watch it, man. It's tough. It's tough. It's, it's just tough. like he was such a huge – I wrote something when, when he did pass because I was like, man, it's just like insane how much uh, inspiration he gave me for what I do. You know what I mean? Through hit, As an artist and knowing from what he wanted from a visual standpoint and just being so good at compiling the music but then bringing a visual – stimulation to it and understand how to use the internet and building up this really cool community of kids that were just like obsessed with like having a good time and him, you know what I mean? Like he, he mm -hmm. really dominated it in that era. And I studied everything that he did, every video that he put out, all the people that were behind the scenes with it. I had a really good conversation with him. If anyone wants to listen to it, Justin Boyd is his photographer. And so we talked uh, deeply about it after he passed just about, you know that's like especially i feel for everyone that's part on his team too like everyone is doesn't have a job anymore after he after he passes and like for justin that was like his go his artist like that's his guy mm -hmm. you know so it's like it's heartbreaking when you see how that shit falls apart and then then everyone's just all up in his business and shit but what a great what a great dude man yeah i've heard nothing but Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a selfish sidebar for me. I'm sorry. It was good. I love it. I love yeah. it. Shout out to Mac Miller. He's, a, he's yeah. the best. It, literally, his videos, bro. I remember like us watch just watching him. And I'm studying the shit out of him. Like, God damn, if we could just we could do this exact same thing. We just gotta be. We just gotta go put everyone together. Get the whole crew together. I'm pulling everyone from college, our friends, whoever. Let's be in the video. Let's make it like this. We gotta do it like Mac people. Miller. Yeah, yeah, just like get some squad shit. Like he was just so good at uh, making things feel fun and like bringing his friends into the fold and all that shit. It was so cool. It was, yeah. he was dope. Yeah. Great dude. But mm -hmm. yeah, when it comes to like drugs and addiction and things like that in, 
in LA, is it just like, is it as dominant as everybody talks about? Or is it like, just kind of like, just like everywhere else, like, you know, drugs are everywhere. Or Yeah, I think it's I think it's like everywhere else. Yeah. It's like I I remember seeing like I definitely saw way more coke in LA than I had ever seen before just by being around play. Like I remember the first time I even like visited and got to hang out with my with some friends and like we went out and everyone was just like literally doing it at this like our little bottle service table and in the open. And I'm like, what the hell? And then like I was just like, this is crazy. But now that I'm there, I'm like, even here, it's like You know, there's people that just are doing this shit casual and find ways to have access to it. It's just shit's getting scary now. It's like, like you know, what I mean, with people people lacing shit shit. with stuff. Yeah, Oh fentanyl. yeah. It's Yeah. like, it is so common. And honestly, it's such a, it's a tool for so many people in the creative industry because those insane hours I'm talking about are for like this finite group of people that allow themselves to take on these challenges. And so I understand that, you know, abusing certain drugs and it's going to help you see things through
I'll drink a lot, but typically like I'm not the dude that needs to have a drink before I go to sleep or like when I'm chilling, like it's every once in a while I'll pour something up, but like just chug water. Yeah, it's more of like a, yeah, very recreationally and socially, it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, but it's fun when we get into shit, like on tour, like we'd have, like we're, like especially this last, the last two tours, it's like I'm on the biggest tour in the world and like all my friends are famous and shit. And so like, if we want to go, if it, it, touring's cool because especially when you're like with a big artist, it's like everyone's always doing something, right? Like, especially when the crew's like hundreds of people, like you can kind of do whatever you want. If you want to play like, game night in, in a hotel like people are playing cards if you want to go to a nightclub someone's got bottle service if you want to go to like a mini golf or some shit it's there if you want to go to the beach it's there like mm-hmm. everyone just seen you have so many options so it'd be really fun like we'd always try to just like find the coolest activities or whatever and like we're just with fun people and could go to like really cool nightclubs and shit so we definitely have some fun nights but um but other than that i'm like I'm on my health shit the last like five months I got off this last tour and just I hired like a nutritionist and, um, a, uh, fitness coach and shout, shout out to my guy, Aaron. But I, um, I just was like, I got off tour. I guess I'm skipping some stuff. So I, I got to work with Beyonce for like several years, which is dope. And then won like a Grammy and shit. And that was really cool. And then, uh, Can't throw that in we, there, okay. yeah, I just got it. Uh, it's back if you're watching the videos where is this at? it's right here that's my grammy um oh yeah but we like we uh i guess oh yeah like i just got off this i just got off the renaissance tour in the summer i took some time off and um from the tour and i came home and i just was like after touring and rehearsing like we were gone for like three months overseas and like i was just like I was doing good. I've been carrying around a heavy camera, shooting these shows, burning hella yeah. calories at the shows, like whatever. I felt good. But then after like a month or three weeks of being home, I'm like eating garbage food and fucking cheese curds or whatever the hell we get around yeah. here. And all of a sudden I'm like looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, bro, like I gotta do something about this shit. Like, like I need to get on it. And I knew like, I really struggle with um, prioritizing my health and I have mm. for, for all my creative career just because that's the only goal. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to eat McDonald's. I'm going to eat whatever the hell's around because yeah. I'm not thinking about food. I just want to get like, get to the next thing. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I so I that, finally man. like invested in, uh, my health journey. Um, and that was like five months ago, which hasn't been easy because then I, I did it for like a solid like month. I lost 20 pounds in like the first like five weeks, which was sick. And started gaining muscle and shit. And I was like really into, it. I learned a lot about, I've been learning a lot, a lot about food and the types of food I'm eating and all the shit. And which makes me not want to drink even more because I'm just like, that's just like poison derailing me from my goals. Um, but, uh, unless there's a good margarita around, I'm like, gotta hit that shit. But, uh, but anyway, I I was doing that. And then all of a sudden like tour picked back up and we're working cause we're working on this movie that came out. And then like, there's all this chaos of like, you know, it throws you off the the grind of it, but it's cool. Cause it's like, like, right when we get done with the zoom, I'm going to go through and I'm going to, I got to do my weekly check-in with him and I'm going to like recap how my, this week went. And I haven't had like a solid week in several weeks because it was like, I got done a tour and then I was in LA working on parts of the movie. And then I came back here and then I had to go back to LA and I, and I worked on another project with uh Canon and I came back to Iowa and then I went right back to LA and I did this Travis Barker commercial and then I flew to Brazil and then I flew home from Brazil and I went straight to Christmas and then Christmas and New Year's and uh, you know what I mean? So it was just like, then I'm home and I'm just eating fucking hella Christmas food and all this shit. Oh, yeah. It yeah. throws you off. But I was just like, ah, oh, man. But it's I, the feeling I've got right now 
is different than I've ever had before because I'm like, so I've like learned so much and I'm like, so uh, acknowledging um, what's good and what's bad. And like, that's been really cool because I just feel fucking better, bro. Like I feel better creating now that I've like thoroughly invested in myself and like, I'm treating my body right. And I'm, um, you know, going in the gym and doing the shit I hate doing. Uh, it feels really good to like have, gone several months like to do it for months because i've never mm-hmm. had that track record before it's always like i get in the gym for like two weeks and then i bail and never yeah. go back but um i don't know why i'm talking about that but it is that That's did important. bother me a lot yeah 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 it's important and yeah the lifestyle yeah there's no way you can not know it but it's way more difficult if you're like go 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 to eat healthy and to work have a good root, routine of working out like yeah that's very, it makes yeah. it very difficult. And... It definitely is. And I, but I think that's one thing I've been trying to learn how to deal with because it's like the easiest thing you can do is be in your own habitat and have like a structure. Right. And my job, my life is unstructurable. It's like, like we've been trying to do this podcast for how long and then to do it in person. Cause we're not that far from each other, but I'm literally like, like that was like two weeks ago. That was my schedule the Brazil shit, like literally. Yeah. And I, and I knew about that four days before I had to go there. So it's like, I can't ever truly properly plan anything. And so it's really hard. So now it's like, all right, let me learn about how to uh, find a system that could work for me when I'm in those chaos moments. Like maybe it's about, I'm going to be in, I have to fly to LA and I'm going to be in the hotel for four days. Let me order some like meal preps from someone, or let me hit Chipotle and just get like the base that I need to like hit my goals and all the shit or whatever. And maybe I won't get to the gym, but at least I'm like thoughtfully thinking, or when I go out to eat, I don't got to get, a fucking burger with a bunch of shit on it or whatever. Like I can go find like the, the more lean option that still tastes really good. And, but this is all shit I just never thought about. And I feel like really pumped on the fact that I've um taken the time and invested into that, uh, this chapter of my life. Cause it's honestly helping me. The reason I moved home was my dad's got cancer, brain cancer. And so I wanted to be close to my dad during his cancer journey. And so we moved back. And so it's actually cool too, because it's teaching me a lot about, health and nutrition that I had no clue about, which then I'm picking up on habits that he has because of course we all just, you know, we've, we eat what we eat and whatever. And I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. what if you do that? You know, like I'm probably annoying now, but it's, it's making me aware. And now like, I, I it's just like, you can go so far into understanding how the, the benefits of shit like this, um, which is, a, it's just good timing for this to be like an obsession of mine, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. And when did you when did you move back like officially move back? It's been a little bit. One year. So it's one been year. this will be my second winter. Um okay. we moved here like right before the winter, lived at my parents' house for like a month, trying to figure out like what we were gonna do. And yeah. then uh and then I bought a house here. So um so it's cool. But I'm like barely here. So I'm like I'm like here and then I leave and then I'm back and I'm like and but it's been honestly really cool. Like I, I couldn't I credit that the fact that I'm like blessed every time I think about it, that I can do this, like that my name or my, my value is so uh, at a level that I'm still getting booked regardless of where I am. People fly me to go to work. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's like a, I, I wouldn't have been able to do this if it was like four years ago or whatever, five years ago, it would have been hard, but I've like climbed this ladder and built this understanding of, I run and produce content and how I can manage and do projects that I like and build clients that, um, that I like. And so because I've done that, I'm capable of like running it from, I could be on the fucking moon. You know what I mean? Like 
at this point it's like and that's i'm lucky for that shit because now it's like when i'm home that was that was my biggest struggle like once my dad got diagnosed with cancer i was Mm -hmm. like in iowa for a month with him doing rehabilitation all the stuff after surgery and then i went back to la and i just would like go to a job and then i get done with the job and i just be like sitting at the house and i'm just like man this fucking sucks it'd be sick if i could just be at their house you know what i mean i just want to be around and so um i'm glad like you know me and lauren had to talk about it and figure it out and it's definitely like not easy to just like literally change your life she had been in la for like seven years at that point or eight years yeah she built a business so of her own yeah she had a whole thing going yeah so now she's reestablishing her shit here and so it's like a whole thing but um i'm like grateful to be able to do that and that she was willing to do that and to be able to be around because i've gotten to experience so much cool shit just from being here and like you know, I hope my dad like lower his internet bill today because they've fucking taxed his ass at Mediacom. So I was like, went over to his house and then called yeah. him and fixed it for him. And then, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that should just, it's cool that I can just go do random things now with him. And, you know, we're juicing now, we're drinking ginger juice. So <laughs> make a batch, bring it over. Anyways, yeah. So That's it's awesome. good. I like it. It's cool. Yeah, being closer to family is is awesome, and being able to be there for your parents as they get older, and like you need to help with stuff, and um, yeah, it's very it's really rewarding. Like, because obviously, like as kids who grew up with good parents, there's we cannot give back what we have gotten. Like, it's uh-huh. it's impossible. Like, but, yeah, yeah. But being able to be there and be available to do that is awesome. Like I, right? Or like helping my grandma. I helped my grandma set up her printer. Like after Christmas, she got a printer for mm-hmm. Christmas, and I set up that shit. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, I haven't set up a printer in forever. And uh, yeah, I got this new crazy like. We have to fill the inks and that with the Epson ones, and I was like, what? It took forever. Yeah, but just like being able to do that for her and like. Yeah, I'm like between me and my cousin, we're the tech guys, like that gets, oh, yeah. get the call whenever something yeah. goes wrong. Yeah, you either call Sam or you call Colin. Like mm-hmm. that's that's how it is. Yeah, and I like being able to do that. That's fun, and I've implemented that into my actual nine to five job too because I run into tech issues. I'm in customer service and running to people like. I don't know how to get on this website or I don't know how to navigate it. And I'm just like, and it's, I'm like older lady and I'm just like, look, and then I can just walk them through and like, you made that yeah. so easy. And it's like, um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's rewarding. Yep. No, I agree. It's cool. It's a, uh, I've definitely been an IT guy at my parents' house for oh, yeah. like every single time I come over. It's like, bro, I just want to chill with you guys. I don't want to have to figure out, make Christmas lights turn fucking red and green and shit. Like, yeah. You know what or I mean? like, or like sometimes I go over and my dad's like, can you help me move this? And like, uh, yeah, he's but older, I'm down for it. Like he's got a bad back. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. Take out the trash or whatever. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it's the small things, but it's cool to that it's work like it's working you know what i mean like it's cool because i think there's like a fear factor too that people try to instill in you especially out in california like i knew i had to be there to get what i wanted out of it yeah but and i never knew like i never saw myself being back in iowa like i maybe but like i that was the honestly i was planning on moving to vegas before my dad got sick i was like i just wanted to change i wanted to buy property i was like vegas is cool if you're outside the strip there's like and some dumb shit out there and you can afford it yeah Oh, you can get, I mean, for the price of a house out in LA, you'd get like the, a mansion. So I was like, all right, sick. We, we'll just do that. But then um, this was the second best option. I just, 
I just think that there's like this stigma that if you're not around, you become irrelevant or whatever. And honestly, I could probably credit COVID to changing that narrative because it's like, yeah. there's so much became about remote work and no one really said like, it's rarely like, where are you from? Like that shit never really happens anymore. Like I could show up tomorrow in LA and people, some people still think I live there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it's it's crazy. So I, I could be from New York. Like no one knows where the fuck you're actually from or what's going on. Cause like, Hey, the job's on Wednesday and I just show up on Wednesday. It's like, cool. But, um, there was that fat, like fear factor that, Oh, maybe this won't work. Yeah. If I um, move back, I'm, am I going to lose all this work? Yeah. But it's like, I, as soon as I moved back, I had to help edit a whole live concert film thing for machine gun Kelly. And then they went to or Dubai with Beyonce and, for like three weeks and then after that tour started again so it's like nah it's, it's still nothing's changed like people like i've built such a cool dynamic with my clients and the everyone that is seeking something that is similar to like what i make they they find me you know what i mean they hit me up so um it's been cool i've never even had to really like ask people for jobs it's really just like the word of mouth shit happens and it's so funny how things literally would just be like you get done with one and then someone hits you about the next one and then you get done with that one and, and like it's just been non-stop uh since i got into it so luckily that's the case and that i can be here for the time being and who knows how long i'm here for but um i really fucking love it i love like dude the sunsets and shit in iowa oh, yeah. are fire like the weather like no traffic you know what i mean it's just easy some people suck but it is what it is people suck everywhere who gives a shit True. i just i miss restaurants i wish we had if i could get yeah certain cuisines more options yeah i miss like we're in the melting pot bro like la has just got all the best foods everything the mexican yeah, food so what's yeah. the problem the mexican food here is pretty good though the spots that we go to in, in cedar falls waterloo is like there's okay. some good spots here but uh but yeah just sell some beer shout out to it if you've ever been in uh sherman way in north hollywood is that fucking best spot yeah. in california the best yeah there's a lot of good spots in out there yeah dude yeah. so i was gonna ask you about a um way about moving back you moved back yeah sorry and you've worked with a lot of different people uh as far as because uh, and, and you've worked with a lot of people that you were fans of, has there ever been an experience where you've like had to like step back and be like, I'm fan, I'm fangirling out right now. I need to fucking chill before you met somebody. Anything like uh, that? Where you're like, oh man, not- or like intimidated by meeting them because you're just so like, you know, because you're just such a huge fan. I'm trying to remember. There was someone that the people the only times I fanned out. So I've only found out once truly in real life. And that was when I was still in, maybe I was like a freshman in college and me and my mom went and saw the Yankees play and like the Yankees were my favorite shit. And we happened to end up outside the hotel before they walked into their hotel. So Derek Jeter and A-Rod and everyone were like walking by me. And I was just like, oh oh, shit. Like, but I didn't say anything. I just couldn't say anything. Like they were right there. And I was like, hey, you know what I mean? But that was like the only time I ever experienced. Yeah, I was just like, holy shit. Like Derek Jeter is like, you know, I don't know, but it was like, that was hilarious. But other than that, it's always been like, oh shit, that's cool. Like that's super cool. Like for me to, in my head, acknowledge like that's Snoop Dogg. Like I remember like one of the first jobs I was on Snoop and uh, Christina Milian where it was like a music video or some shit and I was just doing playback. And then I'd just be like, Snoop, yo, 
let's grab a photo. Like even me asking him for a photo, it was like so normal. Like the way I did it wasn't even like, cause I don't do that shit anymore. But like when I was on set, like my friend Andrew's like, yo, do you want to get a photo with him? He was directing the video. So he's kind of like, I can do whatever I want. And this is like this, my new guy. I took like pictures with them and shit. And like, I just remember seeing Snoop and be like, bro, this is fucking crazy. But then since I've directed Snoop, you know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah. it's, it's so cool that it's turned out that these are people that I now direct for, but like, I don't think I've ever really fan. We did trip me and Laura. Like we uh, were funny. Cause like, we'll just be like, um, like we were at a party. We were at Jimmy Kimmel's party, this like NFT fucking art gallery party thing at his house. And so whatever, we're there. That's cool. I've seen, yeah. you know, Obviously that's dope, Jimmy Kimball's around shit. A-Rab was there, which was dope. And yeah. I'm like, that's kind of funny. But like, I was like more funny. Like, I remember like, I was like, I'm going to walk, I like walk past like to get around this party. And I like, I like rubbed up again. I was like, yo, I just rubbed my chest on A-Rab's back or something like creepy shit like to my girl. And we're just like being drunk and stupid. But then Sean Evans walked in and we both tripped because we fucking love watching Hot Ones. And we're like, yeah. yo, but I've been around like some of the illest celebrities of all time and like never trip. But we're both like, yo, that's Sean Evans. And then like we were just in Miami at this other event and uh Sam Richards, uh Richardson, um, he's on uh uh holy shit, if I blank on this show right now. I think you should leave. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. On Netflix? Yeah, yeah. Bro, this dude's on that shit and he came through with one of my friends. The main and dude? it was just like uh no, his like best friend, his like sidekick dude, he's in okay. all the other shit. Okay. And and so he he walked in and be, me and her both were like, yo, what the fuck? Like we you know, we love that shit. And so yeah. there's only been a few times where I've ever like, but all we do is just like it's just like special for us because we are like watch the show or we enjoy it so much. But nah, I've never like ever tripped. That's like the key to it all, bro. It's like just well, treat yeah, it all regular ass people. That is yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, as soon as you're around people and you make them feel comfortable and you don't want anything from them, you're not trying to like whatever. Okay. Like even the dude Sam, if uh he he was like leaving this party and I like hadn't talked to him yet and I I totally could have been introduced to him and had someone like you know I know his homie that was there and I was like yo uh, right when he was leaving I was like I'm just gonna say what's up to him and tell him it's this guy you know him oh he's yeah yeah, yeah. he's in De- he he's in got Detro- he's got Detroiters, Detroiters. yeah. Apple uh, TV's got a show on there. It's like uh, the it's the ghetto or uh, it's like one of those murder mystery sh- shows on Apple TV. But he was yeah, leaving. He was like about great. to dip. Yeah, he's so funny. And like I just was like when he was b- walking by, and I think this is part of the way I like network with people. But I just like tapped him. I was like, "Yo, I know you're dipping. I just had to tell you, like, thank you, man. You made made us laugh a lot. So thank you for what you do. You guys are geniuses. Oh man, thanks. And he had like a little point shoot. And he's like, he just did this, and me and Lauren like got together and like. We're like this, and then he just like took a fucking photo of us and then left. And I was he like, took "What the picture? Fuck? That's great." <laughs> he just took a photo of us and dipped. Uh, but it's like random shit like that is always funny and like cool, cool. But like, yeah, man, I don't know. That's but that's always the key is it's like treating people like giving them respect, but also every single time I meet people, I'm like, I just I'm here to provide value. Like I just want to give you value and help you succeed in whatever you're doing at the highest level I can. Um, and that's always been it. But I've definitely been in some wild rooms, bro. Yeah. Some wild rooms. When you're out in LA, when you're talking to people, meeting new people, mm-hmm. and you said the question doesn't really happen as much anymore, but when people ask you where you're from and you said Iowa, what were some of the responses that you got? Because these are always funny to me. Oh, what the hell? They'd be like, what? Why are you here? You know what I mean? That type of shit. Yeah. Idaho? Is that the potato state? Like, bro, the amount of times people, or they'll like, yeah. they learn, they know me. They may have known me for months. 
And we're like, cool. And they're like, yeah, this is Ben. He's from Idaho or he's from Ohio. I'm like, motherfucker, come on, man. And, but yeah. they, people are always just like, what, what is there? And I'm like, me, I'm from there. Slipknot is from there. Kurt yeah. fucking Warner is from there. I'm yeah. like, nothing, corn, uh, baby. Like we got, we're the corn state. So yeah, it is always funny because people are always laughing. Or like now that I'm back, I'm always telling my friends, like, you got to pull up. They're like, pull up. I'm like, bro, we're having way more fun than y'all. I'm like, I swear to God, like on a random Thursday, someone, one of my friends is burning like a story high pile of wood and we're having a dope little bonfire or like riding a jet boat out on the river going like yeah. 60. And you know what I mean? Like, there's it's so much fun shit to do out here. So it's, uh, yeah, when people find out from Iowa, they're like so confused. They're like, what the hell? Or right. the crazier thing now is being here and living here and then running into people or like people finding out what I do. And then that's crazy. Like, cause it's just bizarre. Like I had like, all in like one week, I, I got asked to keynote speak at UNI mm. and I spoke to like the department I went to school for, like they had this cool thing. So I spoke to all these kids that were there. And then I was also the keynote speaker for career fair day at the ninth graders at the junior high. I like to talk to all the ninth graders. And so like, I had to go speak to like a couple hundred kids that are like, probably like, why the hell am I here? And then like, they're seeing me say, I work with like athletes or whoever that they can connect with, you know, and they're just tripping. Cause they're like, what? Like, this is crazy. But I'm like, dude, if the younger me, like back in the day, like if, if anyone that had any sort of tie to the industry or any sort of success or had access to gear or whatever i was like okay you're gonna be my best friend like you i yeah. i need to know all of y'all like anyone bro like as soon as i became friends with time flies like i'm cool with all those guys i'm hitting cow and i'm like we're just staying in touch all the time i'd shoot him over ideas whatever the fuck it was and like he just would always alley-oop me into like understanding shit and i just i remember being thinking i was so cool because i'd be driving around cedar falls and his songs playing a 92.3 on the radio and like his song is a top 10 song at that time and i'm like dude, I, this guy's my friend now. Like, that's so cool to me. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like just being in the mix was like, so, uh, like I was just so into that or like understanding like what, how, how I could use that as like a superpower just by being like a person that people like knew or could have access to, or like wanted to be friends with or whatever it is. So, um, not like I'm building friendships, uh, strictly for greed, but it's like, but I knew that I'd be able to mix with people that were doing really cool shit. Mm -hmm. um through them recognizing that i can do really cool shit you know what i mean so yeah so yeah do you deal I with a know. lot of uh being back home do you deal with any like people that are like friends that you never talked to for the longest time and they're like that they, they, they want you to be cool again and like shit like that like because they're trying to uh, out chase or whatever anything like that not i mean yeah there's definitely been some odd occurrences but um yeah because like since i've been home like i then left and did a whole world tour right so i was like over in europe i'm with beyonce again like doing some shit and people knew i lived here so like especially my neighbors they're always like what did you just go to europe and i'm like yeah <laughs> like what the, like what like what the fuck but like yeah. i'll uh like because i we all this last year basically we've been working on a film uh for it's the renaissance movie which came mm -hmm. out in theaters like worldwide literally worldwide and so that fe feature film just came out which is a documentary about beyonce's last tour and the process of making the thing and everything and i was like one of the main uh cinematographers on that project so like doing that and then i came home then we had like the newspaper got coverage on it like the local tv mm -hmm. news stations doing coverage on it like the movie premiered in the theater here in town like all yeah. over all the theaters like it was like this whole thing so like 
it's just another revamp, but people are just like, dude, that's crazy. So I go to like the gym and the chick at the front who's working there, she's like, Hey, Mr. Popular, like I saw you in the paper today. Well, I'm like, Oh yeah, weird. Right. Like, or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Random shit. Or you walk into a place and like, I, I went to Des Moines to fix my, to drop my car off. And I like went into a pub and this dude's like, Ben Haggerty, what's up? And I'm like, yo, what's up? And like a dude I haven't seen in forever, but like, he just like, as soon as I walked in, he saw me and was like, well, so he bought my drinks for the night or whatever. It was cool. So it's yeah. like, um, it's funny. It's funny as hell, but yeah, there's been some weird, weird ones too. Yeah, some weird. I won't ones. say anything about them because they'll know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, working at that at that higher level and getting to the point where you're at, like, um, obviously, your name's on the line. Uh, you know, a lot of pressure there dealing with that and dealing with stress. So. What are some of the ways you're dealing with stress now? I know you you tr- started working on um you know the nutrition and working out and what's what keeps you grounded? What's yeah, man. Um, I guess I mean the health and wellness shit's been cool, and um I don't know that that's necessarily been like it's helped me deal with the stress I've had about my health, but I don't know yeah, that that's like, a like, that's just a new thing, yeah, newer thing, yeah. Yeah. But I know some people like literally go to the gym because they're stressed out or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I just, that kind of just pisses me off more that I have to go there. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I haven't really found, I literally, I'll just, I think the best thing has been like those, the activities or whatever that can literally make you pause, like not have to think about the chaos that's happening in, in your head about work or whatever. And so like video games, as much as I laugh about it, like I love, that I can like, I have like a couple friends and me and my brother and my other homie, Tim Dodd, who's got like a really dope YouTube channel called everyday astronaut. He's from here too. And we'll literally play call of duty. We'll just like text each other. We call it banging. So it's like, you want to bang <laughs> Nice. That's funny. <laughs> in the group chat and someone's always down. So then you literally just hop on and you got like an hour. And in that hour, it's just about like playing this du- stupid ass game, but I'm not thinking about what it is that's stressing me out or making me tired or, um, you know, whatever it is. And I, it's just like my little break, in there and i get that from other things too like i I just reconnected with skateboarding like right before winter hit and it was like so cool because i was like i'm fucking skating forever and i got like to feel my youth again and um i don't know it's that that's been it's been in obviously like you know you're watching shows and doing all this stuff but i would say that i don't let a lot of things get to me if it is it's momentarily and i'm able to figure out like to me i would rather find a way to get through it quicker and get over it quicker whatever it is that's stressing me out or pissing me off or whatever. I just want to get through it because as soon as I'm done, then I'm free. You know what I mean? So like, and I also hate, like if I'm, if you're mad at someone or if you're in an argument or you're going, whatever, there's people that are doing stuff that you don't like. And it's like, I just don't have time for that shit. So I just want to, you know, neutralize it as quick as possible. And like the jobs that I do are stressful, but I've also been at it for a while. So like, I know it's just for a little bit of time. Yeah, like you know, it's gonna it, it hasn't uh, an end date, you know what I mean? So most of the time, um, but yeah, it's and now it's just like now that I'm I'm home, like I'm kind of looking forward to like this week has been like my first week of not having to do shit for a long time, and so it's been filled with a ton of shit. <laughs> like I have this to do list. I'm constantly like trying to bang through all this shit. And then there's always new things I'm adding on there, but there's like all this random stupid shit that I've been waiting to do. Like I like yeah. can't wait to like clean my office or redo my whole closet with my gear or like take care of my hard drives or just stupid little things. Like 
So I've been playing, I've been doing that all week, but it is funny because I've just been like, like that's been kind of rewarding is to just like do these mindless things that aren't getting me anywhere towards like a new job or whatever. But I'm like purposely trying to avoid work for a couple of weeks so I can actually like enjoy myself and just kick back and whatever. And like, I don't know, go do a, plan a trip somewhere with my girl or with my dad or, you know what I mean? Like something like that is just like that stuff's that stuff's like the the things that you can do to try to like offset the chaos of the the grind and also uh not getting an ego because you you obviously you could you could go around flexing if you wanted to but obviously you yeah that's not your thing Mm -hmm. and uh you try to remain humble and uh because yeah it could be really easy for you to be like yeah i did all this shit and you know you know yeah but uh what do you, where do you think that comes from? Is that just your personality where you're just like, yeah, um, this is what I do. I do a good job. And then I just keep doing. Yeah. Doing what keep I'm doing, doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I think, you know, like, uh, we used to call it woofing. Like me and my boy Chuck, we'd always be like, Oh, I don't want to woof on them. Right. Like, I don't want to be howling about how dope I am. And, yeah, um, yeah. and just woofing about all my accolades or whatever. Uh, cause you could, you could fly. Like when I do the yeah. army conversations again with people and they start talking to me about shit, like, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, bro, I've been done that a million times over. Yeah. And like, I get in these conversations and I could literally just be like, make sure they know. Like, but I also will be like, but also this is like their little win. Like they want to feel confident. They want to talk about their thing. Like, yeah. Let them, I'll let them have it. I'll just sit and ride this bike for a little bit. But like, yeah. I think, um, like I also realized that it's funny because like, dude, I remember like literally being in the, in the basement with the dudes and we're like working on music and we're doing all this shit. And like, mm-hmm. I took a trip out to LA and I got to go out there for the first time. And I got to, um, see my Chuck had lived, moved there. I do that. It was like my mentor. And also when you go back to mentors from music and, and creativity, Chuck, my boy, Mark, like I have so many musician friends from here that were mentors um, mm-hmm. but he had moved out to California. So he was living at Craig's house before I ever moved out to Craig's. I flew out there to visit him. And when I visited him, I was just like in California, kind of near the, around people in the industry. It felt like cool. Mm-hmm. And then I remember one night where I like, got this dude's house and he's got like green screen and all this shit in his house. And there was like a musician, they had a studio thing. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then they're like, Oh, the one chick was like, Hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to go hang out with my friend who's uh, a Travis Barker's photographer. Does anyone want to go? And like everyone in the house is like, man. And I was like, me and Chuck are kind of looking at each other like, yo, let's fucking go. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, so we slid. We're like, yeah, we'll go. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, so we go there and it's like, he's not there, but it's just his studio, his personal studio. And his, his photographer's there and he's going through editing photos. He's just hanging out, smoking weed, probably and chilling. Yeah. And, we just were there till like, I didn't want to leave. Like we were there till like six in the morning or seven, like the sun had fully come up and we just chilled in this little studio. And I remember like getting that taste. And then I came home and I'm just like, me and Chuck are just like, dude, we're there, this and this, just by being in this spot, hanging out, turned into like, let's go to Travis's, like anything's fucking possible. You know what I mean? Like, I remember thinking yeah. that and like, we would just be like, Oh shit. Or then I went out again and I'd, the first, the second time I went out, I got to work. I, I shot behind the scenes for Chris Brown and Seven Streeter, and I got to shoot the behind the scenes for for his video. And I wasn't supposed to, but I like ended up doing it. It was like yeah. this really cool experience. And I came home and I'm like, I fucking was supposed to be a fly on the wall, and I finessed it, and I got in there, and I got the camera, and I got to shoot it. And I'm literally sitting there asking Chris about shit, whatever. I'm like, dude, we we gotta be in the space. And I remember like we come back and we all just be like celebrating these things. And then now, 
the things happen so regularly, like the, oh, the winds are like winning all the time. Like, and not saying that to be like a douche, but it's like, yeah. I'm like doing just, I'm so lucky and I get to work on such cool shit at the highest yeah. level. But now it's like weird. Like when we're around places or we're like in a, we're out to dinner with people and someone's trying to like do a little network show like, Oh, so what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I'm like a video director. Um, and you know, I produce videos for like musicians and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool. And then they're like, anyone I know. And I'm like, yeah, like Beyonce and you know, but I'm like before, yeah. like I you would have been like, I fucking work you with let, You could have led with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, You're, it's, you yeah. want to flex that shit, but it, there's something now where it's like, I don't want to sound like I'm cool. I'm too cool to like connect. Like there's some weird guy. thing where, yeah. Yeah. Like, but people will be like, Oh, I'm an artist and I do these things and blah, blah, blah. And like, they're very like shitty the way they present it. And like, I never want to be that guy, but I don't know what that, um, where that, that uh fear comes from uh to like present you, it that way maybe because you met people like that and you're like that i don't want to be like that maybe yeah that's it i think so you're just like either you're full of shit or you're such a like you just need us to you want us to love you that shit and i'm like yeah yeah i'm like i because it's cool as fuck like i know what i've done is hard to do and to get to where i am it's very hard to do so when i'm meeting other creatives or whatever like i know that they, they they're gonna be jacked or something so i'm like whatever if it, if the conversation comes up we'll get to it but like i might i might not start out that way but it's always just funny or like you get an uber and the uber person's like oh we're just trying to shoot the shit and mm -hmm. like you know all the time my girl will be like he's just being humble like he were ask him who he works for or something like you know what i mean like that ah, type shit. shit but um i don't know it's always uh it's interesting that that's how it is because i would we would have like it's like striking gold you know what i mean and i remember what it was like to strike a little bit of gold and then come home and we're just like looking at it and just like oh wow like dude you know what i mean because there's motivation it's inspiration all this shit yeah. and then now it's like that spark uh, you don't yeah you don't want to um i don't want to be like screaming about it because i don't want to come off like pretentious or whatever but it's weird because it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I do the coolest shit in the world. Like, it's like the coolest job. It's still, it's ever. still bizarre. It's still bizarre to you. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Life. Like, yeah, I would celebrate. Like, I'm just thinking about, bro. I'm just thinking about the kid that is doing the wants to do the same shit as me, and they are here, and they go to you and I, or they go to the high school, or whatever it is. They go to school, and they're so into like filmmaking, and like. If I knew I lived here and like me and you probably were crossing paths at Hy-Vee getting groceries or mm -hmm. fucking whatever, like, dude, if I like, I would just be going nuts bugging them. Like, I would just be bugging me nonstop. Like, so like, holy shit. Like, this is like a key to like my life. You know what I mean? Like, and inspired and shit. So I'm like, it's cool that like, I want to be able to celebrate that, but I think I need to build the spaces for that to be celebrated, like, where I can build, like, a, a you know, get a creative meetup going or do these things to, like, try to bring people together, done, talk to schools and shit. Because you've done the meetups in the past. I mean, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. networking, and uh, I feel like you're trying to build that back right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we are. The podcast, I I'm, I paused that for a while, and then we're going to bring that back with Canon. Um, Sponsoring it? February. Yeah, so we shot... So I'm a Canon ambassador and I got to sign to them in 2021. And so now I am like that, that that's my, those are my people. So when I wanted to bring the podcast back, I originally just, we talked about this before. I was like, yo, if I could just do audio podcasts, I would, but it's like, we want to be able to like share clips and shit. Yeah. And I was so tired of, we had done a podcast and I'd done like 240 podcast episodes most of them in person um, mm -hmm. and then COVID hit and we did a bunch of zoom shit, but like I had done so many podcast episodes, like burnt out 
And then when I came back, I was like, I just want to still have cool conversations and just, I'm just going to record audio and fucking upload it. And if only people find it, who gives a shit, whatever. But then when I told Ken, I was like, Hey, could I borrow, like, could I come do this in your space? And just, I'll set up two chairs and just chat with someone. They're like, yo, what if we did like a thing? Like we could promote like a, a new camera we're using and use your podcast as like the, the set for us to film the camera. And then in return, we'll give you like a set. And I was like, Oh shit. So I got like a budget built a ridiculous fucking studio space for the podcast and did like a, a season. And that's when I cracked the code. I was like podcast by seasons will change the game because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You can take a break. And so, yeah, I need to yeah, get to that point because I'm just every other Monday episode. No, seasons. I did it. I did it. Yeah. I know it's brutal, but the seasons is cool because bro, I'm patiently waiting for below deck to fucking come out with a new episode on Wednesdays or whatever, or Tuesdays, like the shout out to anyone who watched that show, but it's like, it comes out and then the season ends and then a new season begins and I get to look forward to it. And I'm not yeah. going to dis, I'm not going to give up on the podcast if it stops posting for a while, if it gave me some sort of value. So that's once I realized that I was like, all right, maybe this is possible to bring it back. We actually recorded it like a year ago. So it's like a classic black window cream situation where I haven't, I've just been sitting on the episodes. We're like finishing editing all of the, all the socials right now. Um, and doing all that shit, but that's going to come out February and that'll be cool to come back with it. And I do want to tie community like live community events, but also like our online community. Cause we've had it for a while, but it's just been kind of mm -hmm. like a ghost town and I haven't really pushed it too hard, yeah. but, um, building like, that's been my favorite. That's like my second favorite hobby is like being able to build a space for creatives to come together and connect with each other and really like be able to open up or, or feel vulnerable and share their work. Even if it's, or whatever and like ask for proper critiques and yeah um we've been trying to build black window cream as like that safe space for creatives to have that and then on top of it discovery bro like people are in my community and have gotten life-changing jobs like so many i can there's so many success stories i can tell about people that were just in black window cream part of this thing uh and just found like a connection to someone or whatever and like their life changed after it and that's what's so cool about it so i've haven't had time to really be pushing it but when this podcast comes back out i want to like fully reactivate it and really pump some new blood into it and build community space so like bringing even in iowa if i could just get a little chapter going here the black no cream iowa chapter and we could all just meet up at a coffee shop and shoot the shit mm -hmm. or wherever the fuck you know what i mean like um but i'm gonna do a big i want to do the season finale of the podcast i want to do it in la and i'm gonna do like a proper event like 500 or a thousand people i'm gonna get a space and do like because people have been asking me to do that for since I've started Black Window Cream, I've never done it. So I want to do like a proper, uh, like live podcast recording workshops, like have like panelists and shit from like the industry and get all these people together to like come and learn and network. And you know what I mean? Like it'll be pretty, it'll be pretty epic, I think. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a good way for you to get back, obviously, because you're like, I have gotten all these opportunities and I want to be able to share this knowledge with other people that, you know, that really want to do what I'm doing or totally. just want to be in the creative space in general. Yeah, Cause dude. It's, it... Cause it's, t it's even if you do work your ass off, it's still tough. I mean, you got to find it, but it's all about seizing opportunities. Like you were saying, like you had that, uh, that opportunity to go over Travis. You said it was Travis Barker, right? Yeah, yeah, Travis. And go over to his, his house, and he, and he wasn't even there, but his photographer was there, and you're like, this is an opportunity, and a bunch of other people passed on it, and you and your friend were like, we're going. Yeah, yeah, and it was cool. Like, I, honestly, like, nothing really came from that 
but the motivation like yeah, that night gave me that little that's yeah yeah that's... well and then i went to travis's house and shot uh, i've shot two commercials with him now for this vegan uh vegan cheese company called yeah. biolife yes yeah, and that. so um we did one at his house which was cool and so like him and courtney were there i met them and shit and then i worked with travis like on this project and at the end of it we were just like talking about stuff and i was like yeah man I, it's crazy like i i don't know if i'm supposed to tell you this or not but i like got in your personal studio like mad years ago and that shit like got me so jacked to like want to move out here and like it's funny that that gave me such motivation to be out here and now we're working together you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. fucking weird <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense because like, i like you in no i'm just kidding yeah, no, because he knew the photographer, he knew what it yeah, was, but it was yeah. cool. And then we ended up shooting in his new studio, and his new studio feels like a replica of his old studio. So I was like, bro, this feels like, he's like, oh yeah, I forgot you said you were at the old spot. Yeah, isn't this crazy? Like, I had it kind of designed, so blah, 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 blah. And so, like, he had his new his new revamped version of his studio is, is so ill. So I'm like, dude, that's so funny to think, like, how important that was for that moment for me just to be in that space. Like, we didn't want to go to sleep. We didn't want to get tired because everyone was just shooting the shit, talking, hanging out, mm-hmm. like whatever and it was just such good energy and shit and i'm just like in this cool spot i'm looking at these fucking cool photos on the wall and like i'm playing on his drums i told him that shit and i was like i, I remember facetime my boy who's like a huge blink fan who lived in cedar falls it was like three or four in the morning for him probably yeah. i'm facetiming him he's like hello he's like waking up he has to work and shit i'm like dude look at these drums and i like turn it and he's like what the hell and i'm just like bah, 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 bah. i'm like dude i'm on at travis barker's fucking personal drum set and then he's like what the fuck i was like should i steal a drumstick and i was like should i take a stick from him and i was like nah like i didn't think security cameras were popping like that back then but i was like nah i'm just not gonna do it and then yeah. when we were on set i told him i, I told him that story and i was like so can I have these drumsticks that we just use in the video? He's like, yeah, bro, like have them, go for it. And I was like, all right, cool. So I gave them to my boy, Neil, like, yo, finally got you the sticks, bro. Like he gave them to you. That's cool. So that's sick. I don't know. Just random stories, man. Like shit. It's just a, it's a trip. Life's a trip. Yeah. And it sounds like you just like enjoyed that moment and you just being in that moment allowed you to build motivation and just be like, get that extra drive to be like, this is, this is what I want to do. And I really want to do this. Like, and getting that. Yeah. Cause you, like you said, you know, networking came out of that or anything like that, but that you can't put a price on that, on that motivation that you mm-hmm. got from that experience. Like, no. Yeah. Huge. It was just, it just showed that it was pot. Like I just, that's how possible it is. If you're in the space. And I always knew that I was like, if I'm in California, who knows what could happen? Cause like someone yeah. could be, doing a music video or someone could be over here and like i could just be there like who knows and then i literally went there and i was just there and someone's like who wants to go to work you know what i mean like that's just uh it like proved my point so it was um it was pretty uh a unique opportunity and dude it's it's like that every single time like still to this day i'm like all right cool like if i do this thing blah blah, blah maybe it'll build this network this connection with this person and then it does you know what i mean like it just continues to, by like putting in the work and showing the effort and doing all these things, like one after another, like cool opportunities just keep happening and you just keep developing these new relationships and get into these inspiring places where I'm like, bro, I was just in Brazil. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like I've never been to Brazil ever in my life. And I only was there for 30 hours. Like at 30 hours, I slept for two or three of those hours. And it was like, it's just uh surreal that that's part of my life. You know what I mean? Like, it's just nuts. Like, I yeah. don't know, but we, uh, but also like even just that job, like 
I did Travis's shit and then I flew to Brazil. But like while I, I had to finish Travis's video, we had it like we had already agreed to like work with the client to work on that and deliver it on the 28th. So I knew I was going to have to work through Christmas to make sure that video is getting done. And then adding Brazil to the mix was like an even bigger twist because now I knew I was going to have to be like completely um, 100% focused on that job while I was in Brazil. So I had to make sure I had vetted out an editor and found like a good editing team that could be like working on the project while I'm gone. And I could give notes from like my phone on during the flights or whenever I'd have the time. I was like, so I had to create a whole plan. And then, so I was still stressed out. And then to get home and you think like, oh, once I get home from Brazil, I'm like, I'm done and I can finally rest from this crazy year. But then I got home and it was like, I had to balance Christmas while still finishing this project. Like we were editing on Christmas Eve, uh, which sounds shitty. And most people are like, dude, just fucking you have the work-life balance. But I'm like, this, I specifically took it knowing that I would have to do that. And I also found an editor that didn't have a lot of plans that for Christmas, like, you know, like that wasn't yeah, like a big thing yeah. for them. So we were able to do the job. So it was like, but those are just the things that I'll put myself to the test on challenge myself and those are the types of clients that are going to recognize that work and work ethic and like they're going to be like all right cool like ben's always going to be the person for the job because they saw this through they did this in possible deadline they they got it done and yeah yeah you know you can, yeah when somebody knows they can count on you that's huge i mean mm -hmm. that's like, massive so many people uh because before you got the before you even got the to go on tour with schoolboy q obviously they had been on tours before and they've used other people like yeah somebody didn't do something right probably <laughs> for because otherwise you it's, wouldn't have gotten that opportunity or you know maybe they no they you're right to, yeah somebody they, they said um they said that they would always have like someone would come through and be like a friend and then they'd come through because they're just the homie and then they'd just be like getting drunk or smoking weed or whatever and then just like not delivering or whatever and like there's just plenty of people that have come through and just not completed the job or whatever and so i knew that that was kind of like their past history mm -hmm. and i'm like oh wait till you see what the fuck i'm gonna do because i'm mm -hmm. gonna have like every single night a grip of photos every single uh week we're gonna put out a new vlog series like i had this whole thing in my head and i'm like also you don't even understand how epic it's about to look like i've been perfecting like the way i could capture content by doing all this behind the scenes on music videos and trying to make those look interesting i'm like wait till you see my show shit like i've been thinking about this for so long and like like I go through that process, like even bro, honestly, another cool moment, like, oh, and actually TD, ever since I stopped working with them or like after that job and then like, whatever, I had a couple more jobs with like, uh, various projects with them. And then, you know, Beyonce world took off. So then I wasn't working with them on much shit, but ever since then, ever the conversation is always like, man, like, cause they, like, I, they could have easily just hired me and I could have worked for them full time or some shit. I probably would have at the drop of, you know, like, yeah, at that time. and, um, but they're like, man, it's hard to replace you. Like, honestly, they went through multiple people and um, to try to find like the right person to replace me. And it was like really hard for them. So the conversation was always like, man, we fucking, we missed out or some shit. You know what I mean? So it was always yeah. like, like they'd hit me with that on the side. Like, bro, we wish, you know, we should have kept you around or we shouldn't have like, uh, whatever. Cause they just didn't have a lot of money. So it was always like, bro, come on. Like I'm doing all this work. Like I need to get paid. And when yeah. I realized we probably wasn't going to get very much money, I just had to go find other jobs. But um, so that was always cool. But on Q's tour, it was dope because when we were in Seattle, we like, uh, we, we played somewhere there and like, we, I feel like we were in the Seahawks, like dressing room or some shit. Like that was our green room. And the, and Macklemore came in and it was funny. Cause at that time 
during the school era, me making music and hip hop shit, Macklemore was popping with Thrift Shop and all those songs were yeah. huge. And yeah. his name was Ben Haggerty or yeah. is Ben Haggerty. So yeah. we had the same name as like this ongoing joke, especially because I was like yeah. a white rapper. He's a white rapper, whatever. So that joke had been going internally with like my friend group and just always Facebook or like whatever forever because he'd always put his videos were directed by Ben Haggerty or music was by Ben Haggerty, even though, you know, his name's Macklemore. And so people would always get confused. And, and he spells it a little differently, right? Yeah, he's got like two G's or whatever. So he spells yeah. it just slightly off. But people yeah. see it and they just think, think it's me. Yeah. And I remember like my ongoing joke is like, bro, I can't wait. I need to meet him someday and tell him like, yo, you got to yeah. pick a name or whatever. And then yeah. he came Absolutely. in the room and I was like, here we go. Finally, we're going to meet each other. Like this was destined to happen. Like, you know what I mean? And, uh, but he came in. I remember like I filmed the moment. It was like real, like authentic. Like he came in, everyone said what's up to each other, all catching up, cracking jokes, whatever. And then it kind of like chilled out where I didn't need to film anymore. So I put the camera down and he's like, yo, have you been the one doing all the videos? And I was like, I was like, yeah, man. And he's like, bro, he's like, I have such a high standard for like video content, like my tour video content. He's like, your shit is like above the bar. Like you're killing it. Like he's like, these are so good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. I was like, yo, I'll be me to tell you this. We have the same birth name. And he's like, and he's like, are you doing the photos too? Like he didn't hear me. And I was like pulling my wallet out and like pulling out my ID. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing the photos too. But bro, we have the same name. And like, he's like, wait, what? And he thought it was like a joke or some shit. And someone else was like, nah, man, we've been saying he's like the other little Macklemore, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, bro, I've been meaning to tell you like, whatever. I don't remember what I ended up saying to him, but yeah, it was yeah. like a joke. It was funny, but it was cool as fuck because he's giving me my flowers. And I'm like, you don't realize how many times he would like his tour content, especially when he was at like the biggest tours, like when he was doing arenas and shit, yeah. um, the way they were filming and documenting that and like putting in together these cool stories. I would watch that shit on repeat. Everyone come to the studio to record music and shout back, watch this video, watch this video, watch this video. And we would watch it over and over again. I'm like, so for me to have studied the fuck out of what you were doing and then you turn around and tell me you have this high standard. And I'm like above that. I'm like, bro, that's like the coolest compliment ever. And, um, he tried to have me like go on a tour with him. He tried to have me work with him a couple of times, but every time he hit me, I was like in Beyonce world. And like, so we were already so busy with like Coachella yeah. and then touring. And so it never worked out, but, um, he's still, still, we were both just in, uh, Stockholm. Like when I was there with Beyonce this last time in the summer and we finished our show and he's texting me like two in the morning, like, what's up, man? Like, are you in Stockholm? I'm like, yeah, we just got done. I was like, are you here? He's like, yeah, we had a show. I was like, fuck, I wish I would have known. I would have got you in the thing. He's like, all right, we're, we're probably out at this bar for a little longer and whatever. And if you want, and I just couldn't come over there. Cause it was like, I was so dead after shooting our shows, but yeah. I'm like, what a weird life, bro. Like, that's so funny. Like it's just, and I actually hired him. I hired him later at a certain point for, for Madden too. Like I got him a job during COVID on that, that thing I stayed up for four hours. I got him to be part of the talent. We had like 54 different, artist celebrity people um oh, athletes yeah. and shit yeah i remember seeing that so, yeah, that was dope yeah so yeah. i got him to be a part of it too you need to do like a ben haggerty featuring ben haggerty. somehow we gotta kind make some type of thing with both of your names and it spelled yeah. slightly differently I, yeah well i text him i was like yo do you uh do you, do you play play madden um i have this like video concept i think i can get you a bag if you wanted to play madden for like this madden thing and he's like I haven't played Madden in like 10 years, but I could always learn again for the bag. I was like, all right, let's get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was funny as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I have a lot of respect for Malcolm Moore too. Just being that, cause I'm in recovery and he's in recovery and yeah, yeah. it's and cool. He's very, he's very open about it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. 
that Dak Shepard, he's he's really open about his recovery too. Oh yeah, was interesting to hear his his stories. And I know he's, he's got a great podcast too. too. I love this podcast. It's really I'm good. Expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They switched to Spotify, so it's always annoying because I'm I never I use Apple Podcasts and I always forget that it's like it was like exclusive to that for a long time. So I'm like, fuck. I always so whenever oh. I remember, I switch over. I know, but that's a great app. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's it's a. Uh, the, these industries are so grueling and shit and so i know um these outlets like us talking about who knows who connects through this or finds any of this valuable or mm-hmm. you know maybe it's so hopefully it's some sort of inspiration or something from comes from it but or hopefully it's just like someone hears this and then explores your podcast and finds other episodes that end up helping them in the long run you know what i mean but yeah by having these it's a cool cool way to express yourself or share um uh hoping that you know the takeaways could be worth someone's time or I don't know. I don't know how many times I've heard someone say some shit that just motivated the fuck. I mean, they'll never know that they did. It's like, exactly, it's, dude. it's crazy. But it's crazy now because I keep running into him. Like, I don't know how many times I heard Jay-Z and listened to him all the time. And then I get to fucking work with this dude. Like, you know what I mean? Or or whoever. It's yeah. it's just bizarre, bro. Like, it's bizarre. Yeah. So yeah. you, so you've done stuff for, so you've done stuff more for Beyonce. And are they together a lot? Or do they have to tour, do a lot of, you know uh well during the first job i did with her was coachella so we prepared for coachella and then shot like a film for that which came out on netflix and so jay came out and did a song but he was there i mean they're married and they have kids and shit so they're yeah, fa- you know saying. they're always around and then then right after that we went on tour and it was the on the run two tour which was their joint tour so it was like yeah. both of them performing and, yeah. and like he plays songs she plays songs they play songs together that type of shit so we did that so we were on the road for that for like six months or whatever um yeah super like the coolest man it's like the coolest and just everyone everyone on the tour is always so dope but it's just like crazy sometimes just to be like yo just, they have crazy they, work they have crazy work ethics too i can imagine like to get yeah it's motivating that. as fuck like they just go so hard they know they just like you know they're just so talented it's such and a like power couple it's it's insane like the definition yeah. of a power couple. But, and they just work. They just they have the mentality to working at the greatest level. So it challenges you to work at the greatest level yeah. and and put do an output that you've never maybe done before. But you're motivated and you feel like it's totally possible because you're around her and you're around all the stars that they bring around you. You know what I mean? Like like every single person that's brought in to like work for them is like handpicked and so good at what they do. So you're around all this dope talent from like the band, from the dancers, from the crew, from the sound people, all these people, they're the top dogs. So like the, the best to ever do it. You know what I mean? And so it's just so cool to be a part of that, like elite group of people that put together such m- magical experiences for people, but also just documenting it and shit. So yeah, it, the movie was super rewarding, man. Go watching that movie. Like it was so cool to watch the film it's actually crazy that we did that all in a year and it came out that same year. That's actually nuts. Cause it's like That's making movies. movies. Yeah. It, no, it's fucking insane. So like that uh, film's like three hours long. So you're seeing the show shot and captured the illest way possible. And then this documentary experience of like the process of the, the, um, the tour coming together. And we were there for the majority of all that, you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. I'm watching my footage and all these story points that we were telling throughout the, the thing, playing it and watching the Cedar Falls movie theater. Like I first went and did the premiere at the Waterloo movie theater. So mm-hmm. it was dope. Cause I went out to LA for the premiere. We watched it with like JB, everyone that was there, all these celebrities and shit. Then I came back and my mom threw a dope party for me. 
and we had like a renaissance party and then everyone that went to the party went to the theater and we packed up the theater and everyone watched it and took a big photo in front of it and all the shit was yeah. super cool and then um and then the next night i went to the cedar falls theater and uh well, i actually got tickets to go to the cedar falls showing like after the waterloo showing it, we went to like the seven o'clock and i was gonna go to like the 10 31 but like by the time we were done we we're like celebrating mode like i'm like let's go to the bar like whatever yeah. and so the next day i hit him i was like hey I had like walked in. I was like, I had like tickets to come to this. this is, like my movie playing. Is it cool if I just like pop in and check it for a little bit? They're like, oh yeah, sure, go for it, man. And I was like, all right, sick. So I like, got in the, th- the movie for free, and then uh, and I'm just like sitting there in the theater, bro. And I don't know how many movies I've watched in that movie theater. And same with the Waterloo movie theater. Like yeah. how many movies I watched that inspired me or got me thinking differently or got me like creatively jacked the fuck up. And now my shit is like looking so amazing on that screen telling the story of like such artists of our generation you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's bizarre it's crazy that's like such a cool way to end the year is having that movie come out and uh sharing that exists with yeah so many people, people from here yeah yeah it was nuts man you go wide be on tiktok or tw- twitter and see like fans watching it in paris and there's like a theater in paris that it literally was like a arena like it could hold or not arena sorry like a a proper theater that could hold like 1500 people except it was a movie theater and there was literally people wall to wall standing up it looked like they're at a concert and they're just dancing and singing along with the song and like reacting to shit and just like i was like what the fuck that's so like our shit was people were just filming and sending me videos from like germany from fucking wherever somewhere in africa wherever they were at like they're all seeing this film all of our hard work playing in these theaters like all around the world and it's like a bizarre it's just bizarre bro but it was like it was like a really cool that was like my second film doing working with her you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. um it deserves awards it deserves like it's gonna you know it's gonna live in history hopefully it's streams and shit. i don't know what the plan is for it next because it's just the theaters but a lot of people i know didn't have time to go see it when it was out so Mm -hmm. um i'd love for more people to see it but yeah i could talk all day about it Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that consumed your your life for a while working on that. Yeah, all 2023. It was nuts. All 2023. Yeah, <laughs> pretty so much. You, Plus, I had to... a couple more jobs on top of that. I was like, did you have to turn down stuff too? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, were reaching out to you like I just yeah yeah. Well, we were gonna do like a full launch of our company, and um, then my dad got sick, so then we postponed. And then I came home, and I was kind of taking a couple jobs, but I wanted to take it easy. Yeah. And then I didn't want to hit go mode on the new business because I know what it's going to take to like really get it off the ground and how much like groundwork I have to do with it. Um, and then I was like, all right, top of 2023, like we could start that. And then immediately as soon as that happened, like it was like, got the text, Hey, can you come to Brazil or come to Dubai? And I was like, all right. So then I had to go to Dubai and I was there for like almost a month. And then, and then right after that, it turned into tour and then tour was like multiple months. And you know what I mean? So it was like, there's a lot of, uh, jobs you know people hit you up and be like hey i I saw you're on tour but is there anyone that you know that can do this so then we can facilitate those jobs like we hit them up but that's kind of the difference that's why we're starting a company anyways because i'm just me so a lot of people pay attention to my like social life and they could see like oh ben's on tour or whatever he might not be available for this job and then it might go to someone else but we're we have the infrastructure to be able to handle multiple projects at the same time and yeah and have other leaders take over and direct and do things like that so we're building that storefront so that we have something that separates us from our personal names um, with me and my partner. So uh, 
that's what I hope to really expand on this year is building that and black window cream. And I feel like this year is going to be nuts, but I'm hoping that I can take it easy for at least like two more weeks before it starts. I, I know it's about to fucking just rain supreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so have you ever had any, um, working with Beyonce, have you ever had any, like, I know we won't get too deep into that, but like just for the people listening that are like big Beyonce fans, um, have you had the opportunity to, to get to know her a little bit on a personal level at all? Like, or like, or is it kind of like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta kind of separate that and like, you know? Yeah. Like, no, I mean, we're don't talk, to, we don't get, talk to the, don't talk to the talent type of thing, or is it like more? like No, no, they're so there's dude, they're the friendliest people on the planet. Like they're so nice, and like yeah. they're such hard workers, and like it's cool because like by being a documentarian, I get to have this like unique perspective. You know what I mean? Like I'm in all the rooms, and during the process, I'm like there, and we're just working towards some shit. And there's always gonna be downtime and time to chat, but like, yeah, it's just like it's finding that fine line of doing that, but also being this fly on the wall to capture, like yeah. truly capture authentic moments and shit. So, um, yeah, dude, people are always asking me that. They're like, they don't even understand. They're like, wait, so have you met her? I'm like, go watch the move. Like go watch our move. Like it's I shit that's to. happening. Like you can hear my voice in the movie. Like me asking her questions and shit. It's funny. Like you literally hear my voice in the movie theater. It's crazy. Like, it's so funny to think like, uh, that they didn't just replace me with some, like someone dope. <laughs> you know what I mean, the, yeah. how is today going? You know what I mean? It could have been anyone, but it was me. Uh, <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah, that's always the question people get are like, are they mean? I'm like, what are you taught? Like the, the way the internet sets people up to look like they're fucking insane or something is yeah. crazy, bro. The way people are like, Oh no, I know about, Oh, you worked with this person. They're blah, blah, blah. They did this with their taxes or so they'll talk about some other artists I work with or this and that, or this company I work with. It's like, everyone has an opinion on shit. And I'm like, y'all don't even know these people. You don't know. No, you know what I mean? It's weird. Like, yeah. Um, but that's why I never, like I let, I think the, the reason I am where I'm at is that I, I am able to keep those private moments with these people and our re- interactions and keep them stay private. private. Yeah. Yeah. I keep them private and I don't that. share. Yeah. yeah. And we can, you know I mean? And that's like, that's why it works is because they're allowed to be themselves around me yep. knowing that they can trust me. And so, um, that's something I pride myself on. And so, uh, yeah, but overall, I mean, they're the best. They're the, the greatest. I love, I love like everyone I work with, dude. Like, like every, Alicia Keys, she's the best. She's so nice. Like all these, dude, it's like crazy. I'm like, working with all these people, but um, they're just they're like the coolest. And it's funny too, like when they give me compliments on shit, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to be here." Like all this. Yeah. That's how it always played. Like Beyonce shit. Like when me getting the job with her, I was like, yeah. I took a risk at the beginning. Like I heard I need for something and I suggested it and I shouldn't have probably suggested it. Like I probably wasn't the person to even, but it, everyone was like, yes, that could, that would be great. Can you do that? Yeah, sure. And the next thing you know, I'm like film one of these like main cameras on her live concert or whatever. And so like, to me, I'm analyzing, I'm like, it's not like I'm, I'm not like doing something wrong by suggesting this. It's just probably like, there's probably some sort of chain of command. I should maybe ask someone else if they want whatever. Actually I did. You did. I did. I, I, I basically did. Cause I basically, I, I didn't, I didn't know what I was supposed to do, but I like had asked the creative director. I was like, Hey, do you want to see this thing I shot? Maybe this will solve your problems. And he saw it and he told me to show it to B and then she saw it. And then she was like, that's amazing. Can we do that? And I was like, sure. And then I just kept going, like kept working that way. 
So I like technically did follow it, but I didn't know if he was the right person to ask or if I should just show up, but whatever. I knew that the, they needed this thing. And so I mm-hmm. found a way to ask. And in my head, my thought process was like, I'm not supposed to be here, man. I'm not supposed to be the fucking person doing this shit. Like at the end of the day, I wasn't supposed to get in this room anyway. Like it's not anyone. There's so many more people more capable or more, um, you know, in the shit or had the connections or whatever it is with the experience or something that we're supposed to be in this room. I'm not supposed to be, I'm supposed to be in Iowa and I happen to just end up in here. You know what I mean? Like, so if they don't like the suggestion, I just go back to what I was doing because it wasn't that bad anyway. Like, you know what I mean? But like, or they'll like it and who knows what we can do with it. And we like fucking change the game. It was dope. Like it's, and it's been like that. And I just know when to, when to stand up for thoughts and ideas that I have and when it's appropriate to ask them with your clients and your, and the brands I work with and all this shit and like propose shit and tell people things. And like, you just, people respect you for being able to have those opinions and share those ideas. Um, and not being afraid of like whatever it is that people normally are afraid of for sharing. So uh, I've just always been really good on reading the room and reading the people I work with and knowing what they're looking for or listening and mm-hmm. constantly listening and soaking in like, okay, cool. Like this is what this person wants, or this is what this person would love to have. And they don't even know it yet. Let's yeah. go make it for them. You know what I mean? And if that can add value to their life and lift them up and help them grow or do whatever it is, um, let me do it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it the best way I know how, and then hopefully it works out for that person. You know, I think that's the key key word you brought up there is value. Like you were able to provide value. Oh, value. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is that that's why they, that's why they kept you around. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so many people that out there, you know, creating and doing videography, photography, whatever. But if you're not standing out and providing value, then you're easily replaceable or forgettable or forgettable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More. I mean, a lot of you can tell when people like there's people that are just selfishly trying to get their, get their shit in. And, and so it's like, you can tell when someone's truly passionate about like, I didn't pick up my camera to make money. I never, ever thought I would make a living doing mm-hmm. video, sh- anything with film. And I had no idea. I didn't know with music. I just thought it was a way of life. Like when we yeah. were in bands, we needed enough money to get us from fucking uh, some Topeka, Kansas to somewhere in Illinois. We needed like 60 bucks to get us from our van from there to there. And we're going to eat some ramen and it is what it is. And I never thought like we didn't make music thinking like someday we're going to be rich and famous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like, no, people, it, this would just be what we do. You know what I mean? I think like that's just the way of life. So I, it's the same thing with making films and, and video work and all that shit is like, I picked up my camera because I am so obsessed with the art form and somehow work, it became a job and somehow it pays my bills. And so I know a lot of people now see it as like a potential income source. So they pick up the camera specifically to make money. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of those people end up in the same positions I'm in or are fighting for it. And you can just tell that they don't, maybe they don't uh, have the mindset for creating real art they're just there trying to create but what mainly to make money want yeah they want money or they want cosigns they want you know clout whatever the fuck it is that gets them off like that's what they're doing so like for me it's like i'm there to tell a story i'm there to build uh make history i want to be able to document the best way possible i want to make an ad the best ad that's going to be so organically received and do numbers you know what i mean like like travis barker's if if anyone goes back and looks up 
it's on my Instagram or his Instagram. You go look at it. But like, that was like a cool example of like the brand makes cheese. You have this cool guy that plays drums. Who's also vegan. They're probably a good partnership. So they made a deal and then they're like, we need someone to make a cool video about it. But like, how do we make making a quesadilla cool? And then I'm sitting there like, well, if he just literally says like, Hey, I love vegan cheese. This is so good. You guys should try it. Then that's fucking corny as shit. We also know Travis Barker doesn't have to talk. He just looks fucking cool. He just lets his music and his vibe fucking do the speaking for him, but he's minimalist. So I'm like, all right, let me rethink the wheel on this one. Cause like we need him to say certain things without saying certain things. What do we want him to know? So I'm like, what if I take this bad of ASMR as, as well as watching cool drumming because people just like that's popular on TikTok is just like drummers doing dope like fucking uh, covers of songs yeah. or doing like their own thing. And I'm like, let's combine those two. Let's have like the cooking process of him going through the motions. But the key was I wanted to feel like me and Travis are friends. I'm the I'm his friend that plays. I'm the friend with the camera. He's a friend with the drum set skills. And we're just chilling at the crib and then he starts like banging a beat and I'm like, yo, we should make a video. I'm going to make, let's do this. All right. Now grab the cheese, do this. All right. Now pull it out of the thing. I'm going to cut this together and just make a fun little video for Instagram. I want it to feel like that's something that him and his camera person would do um, yeah. instead of it feeling like an ad where we brought in a camera team. So I had to like find yeah. a way to pull that off. And, and we did in the, the video, I think their goal was like hit a million views or whatever. And it hit like five and a half million views. And it like, crushed and then afterwards when we did the second video travis is like bro like um the the not only like the vegan community but the drumming community both fucking love that last video it felt so authentic like i thought it was like the coolest way to do yeah. an ad was authenticity it is just so huge felt, right yeah it just felt real and i'm like bro that's because i'm obsessed with music i'm obsessed with you being you and you are a person that created a space for all of my bands to feel like we can exist on a bigger platform than just like grunge and shit. Like you, you are uh, someone that I idolized for so long. I'm not going to come in here and be like, all right, now just look at the camera and fucking, can you just say, I love this. You know what I mean? Like I I want it to feel like some real shit that you would actually like to share. And so we made that and we did it again. So like he's been pumped on both of them. So, um, but I think that's just, I don't even know why the fuck I'm talking about that. What were we talking about? Authenticity or like... yeah, authenticity and just being a value. The value, yeah. Where you? He knew. He noticed my value was yeah. that I I want to make something that is so aligned with him. I, like I truly care about him as an artist and his him and from a music standpoint that I could have the not just using him as a something. pawn to make money. Yeah. The... yeah, yeah. Even though that's my job, it's like, and that's everyone's job. We all know that's the end goal, but like, yeah. there's a cooler way to do it than just be like kind of like a just follow the typical way of doing it. And like, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I want to make this feel fucking real and different. I'm going to say that shit. I'm not going to be afraid of saying that shit. Cause at the end of the day, I go back home. Like at the end of the day, I'm not supposed to be directing the video for Travis Barker and the vegan cheese company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every time I'm not supposed to be that guy, but if I just voice my shit somehow, it se- I seem to be on the right path with my suggestions because it just keeps getting me more and more work. You know what I mean? Like with people I admire and look up to and shit. So it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, because you take you took something so simple and you made it into a experience mm-hmm. that people can watch, and they're not they don't even feel like they're watching an ad. That's like the key. That's the trick, kind of. Yeah, is that was literally my goal. I yeah. was like, the if we don't have to show the cheese as much, it will help. Like if we don't, and no one wants to hear that, and so we did it. And then the yeah. next time we were like, all right, like, we, we want to see the less, product. Yeah, 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 and we and but I was like, but we we will, 
it, and it'll feel like normal. Like, yeah, we had the fridge had a little bit too much cheese in there. Like no one's just having that no much fucking dairy yeah, on no them one, or yeah. vegan dairy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, but it's still fun. And like, even though you realize it's an ad, it felt like some shit he might create on a Wednesday because he's just bored at the crib and he wanted to like get some drumming out of there. So it's like, it's cool. It's cool to see that type of shit happen. And, um, and I think that that's why people recognize my value or like my mindset and can see that I have like, I care about the art more than making money. And, uh, but that's how I started. So I feel for people that are just starting. Cause they're like, Oh, this is a cash flow thing. And like, like they want to make video, but they like literally aren't thinking of it from a storytelling perspective or whatever. And I get that it's totally possible to do it that way. Um, but those people sometimes fall into the path in the lane that I'm in and you can see where it's going to be tough for them to adapt and survive because the, I'm around why we call them artists. You know what I mean? Because they're making art and shit. They're not just like trying to make checks come in regularly. Of course that ends up becoming part of it because you, but at the end of the day, like everyone came in to like really make and, and make something that people can have with them. And, and you're making uh, stuff that you want to see, like with these artists, like you would want to see this type of totally content. And yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I thought I saw a clip of, uh, I don't know how, if you're a fan of Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, he's like, if you're making, uh, like whether it's music or whatever you're making, if you're not making it for you, it's not going to work. If you don't, if you don't like it, it's probably not yeah. going to work very well for you. Yeah. Or at least it's not, it probably gonna be, won't. it's not going to be rewarding. No. Yeah. There's definitely been shit like that too, that I've done. And I, I know we probably have to wrap it up, but like, there's yeah. been like, Times where I've done job, like I, my biggest thing was always saying yes to uh, any job I could get my hands on, and I would say yes to anything until you develop like the ability to say no. So I was mm-hmm. like, I love that kind of mindset, but I would say yes to jobs that aren't like the thing that thought would be like the, it's not the coolest shit in the world, or maybe it was like this person's like little bar down the street yeah, and they want to get it. like shots of beer, and you're like whatever. But I treated it like it was the best job I ever had. Like yeah. I was like, I'm gonna make the illest version of this fucking product shot or something like I'm yeah. like, this isn't what I want to do in my life, but this mm-hmm. person needs this done and I'm going to help them facilitate it some way. Um, I think just having that mentality and that mindset's always going to be, it's just going to help you out. But anyways, we've been off some tangents. So that was fun. No, you're good. Yeah, that was good. I appreciate yeah, it. Was a great it, conversation, bro. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I didn't expect, uh, to be able to keep this long. Yeah. Good timing. Yeah. Uh, sorry, everyone. I talk yeah. a lot. No, that's good, man. That's good. And you've been off your podcast game. You needed to talk a little bit. Yeah. I needed, I needed to fucking exercise the pipes, man. <laughs> yeah. But coming from, te- let's hold myself to it. February, whatever the first Sunday is in February, that's when we're going to drop episode one, which. Okay. Said it here. So, so black, no cream. I'll put a link in the, uh, in the description i'll put all you know all that good stuff so yeah. i'll tag in all that stuff so it'll be yeah so uh we'll wrap this up i i appreciate you being on the podcast man and uh um i'm proud of what you, seeing what you've done man it's been awesome it's motivation for me it's motivation for a lot of people and um yeah keep doing appreciate what you're that, doing dude. and uh no, yeah. same to you man thanks for recording this podcast i feel like uh it's good. I mean, people need to hear these types of conversations and yeah. um, I mean, even from, even if this one's just for me for 10 years from now and I get to run it back and listen to what the fuck I was thinking about, you know what I mean? In 2024, it's cool to 
have these platforms. So I appreciate people that put in, I know what the work that it takes to do podcasts like this and to, you know, tell these stories and try to share this conversation. So it's good. It's good that you're doing this shit.